Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, it's Fowler once again to tell you about Manscaped. Yes, Sweaty Sack Summer is approaching and it's time for you to prioritise the comfort of your crotch. That's why the kings of comfort crotch, Manscaped, have spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. I've had the honour of testing out these new boxers. Thank you, Manscaped, for those three pairs. They're already the main three on my regular rotation. And I can say that they are the softest fabric of any underwear out there. And if I'm enjoying them, I think you should as well. It's time to invest in your family jewels. So let your bulge breathe and get 20% off and free shipping by using the code Terrace at www.manscaped.com. I've talked to you many times about how many great products that Manscaped has, from the Lawnmower 4.0 to keep everything trim and nice, to the ball toners and deodorant to keep everything smelling nice, and also the Weed Whacker, which attacks ear and nasal hair. But you should have also heard me talk a couple of times about the boxers. I'm a huge fan of boxers like these because, unfortunately, when I wear cotton undies from time to time, they tend to get a wee bit chafing downstairs, and there is nothing worse than that. You can't be out trying to look all cool if you're walking like John Wayne because you've got some pain down there because your boxers have been rubbing against your red-hot thighs and, you know, groinal area. So let me tell you about these boxers. They've got the dual pouch. That's a pouch designed to cradle your boys in their own special space lined with performative performance fabric to keep them well ventilated. The micro-model fabric is buttery soft and breathable, keeping your cucumber cool. Walk, run, strut. These moisture-wicking boxers breathe without breaking a sweat. The tagless waistband hugs your body without digging in and it lays flat against your skin to reduce chafing. And furthermore, there's a front fly opening, which gives easy access, makes bathroom breaks quick and efficient. And you can choose from a range of designs and colors and sizes, running from small to triple XL. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code Terrace at www.manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code Terrace at www.manscaped.com. Once the boxers 2.0 touch your sack, you'll never go back.
and welcome to the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. My name is Craig Telfer and I am delighted to be hosting the Terrace End of Season Awards show. It has been a big campaign and we have some big prizes to give out, to hand out to the great and the good in Scotland's top flight and I cannot wait to get stuck into it. But everyone at home, you're wondering, who is this Sam Fox to my Mick Fleetwood? And boy, oh boy, do I have a treat for you. Because I am joined by the OGs, the founding fathers, the three pillars, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost of the Terrace. <laughs> the people who made this podcast what it is today, and in my opinion, are still the best three people on this roster. <laughs> Up first is a man who spits in the face of common decency by wearing Cuban heels, skinny jeans, and printed t-shirts of dead rappers. It's Craig Fowler. <laughs> <laughs> Hello Telfer, glad to be here You do spit in the face of common decency There's three three composite things that shouldn't work They don't work, but nevertheless That's never stopped you before You could have just, end, without giving examples You could have just ended uh, He spits in the face of common decency And that would have been accurate Yeah, he certainly does And up next is the muscles from Brussels He's got a phenomenal body But does he have anything going on between his ears? We'll find out, it's Joel Sked <laughs> Hello and finally, do I have to say his name? Must I speak his name? Do I dare say his name? He is coming to you all the way from Balgreen in Edinburgh. He's your favourite. He's my favourite. He's the nation's favourite. He's Anthony Anderson. Oh, that was too much. Thanks very much. It was a bit too much. Can we edit that out? Uh, no, no, no. I'll be sending my mum that. <laughs> there, there, there was someone at the live show that came up to me and he, afterwards I was speak, speaking to an Aberdeen fan, really nice, and he just, uh, I, there was kind of a moment of silence. I was just like, Tony's my favourite. <laughs> Every time I listen to him, I'm just like, I'm just like yes, yes. Uh, he look, speaks for me. Yeah, yes. He's, uh, let's, let's be honest, he's the best in the business. And and the three of you guys are the best in the business. Tony first, and perhaps you're not a tear <laughs> slightly below that. But nevertheless, <laughs> take that. this is the Terrace End of Season Award Show. We have 11 categories, and each category has four nominations. And Joel, Fowler, and Tony will debate and discuss every one of them to determine who will win the coveted prizes. Now, my role today is largely ceremonial. I will only intervene if there's a deadlock and it needs to be broken. But before we get going, just how was the 2021-22 season for you, Joel? I, I found it really interesting, but also really shit. I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself, but that's because I... That's because for the last five years my team were absolutely preachered to watch and then they were really good to watch, so that was just that made the whole season better for me. I think that's the first, it's the most I've attended football mm. in probably like maybe even a decade. And as of course I chose possibly the worst season in the last at least five years, uh, of for for Hibs. But hey, hey, you gotta go. I, 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 I think there's I think there's you could go from like the highs of like watching Postacoglu's team against Rangers when they won three 0 that yeah, first half. First half was best four five minutes any team's put together this season to the fact that Dundee United finished fourth and they averaged less a go, uh, less than a goal a game. God fucking hell it's as bad as that. Yeah. It was, a, it was a funny season because you'd Rangers and Celtic, you're a genuine title race, so I suppose there was a degree of yeah. intrigue, regardless of who you support, there's a degree of intrigue at the top of the table. Then you had Hearts. Then you had this absolute torrent of shit in the middle. Then you had sort of like St. Johnson and Dundee maybe battling out to see who finished in the last place. And that never even really came about. No, that you were kind of... the same way. Aye, they both of, must remain shite, but one slightly more shite. I kind of thought, it was really kind of setting up, despite the, the glob in the middle, uh, it was really was... Don't say the glob, the glob's finished. I, was, I hate, hated it as soon as it was mentioned. I hate it even more now. No one will mention the glob. Okay, the... Blob in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> the blob in the middle. Um, it it kind of set all up for like a really entertaining end of the season, and then everything just fizzled out. Yeah. 
Third was done very early. The title was done earlier, and I think a lot of people would have expected. And then to, to to your point, the St Johnson Dundee. I think a lot of people thought I would go down to to the wire, and then that was done with about three or four games to they, go they, as well. They, sh- they just shouldn't have bothered about the split. Just they should have finished at thirty three games and like, just be done with. Because that was at least uh, it was really interesting. Yeah. I thought it was really shite the season, like overall, and it wasn't that interesting. But putting these awards together, some really interesting players. Yeah, it's like the individuals sort of superseded any sort of rivalry yeah. between teams. So um, thankfully, we get to do that. And you know what? Perhaps the most interesting thing about this is, I think this will be the first time the four of us will have done a podcast together. This is real 2013, 2014 energy. Thinking back to Fowler's. Like times we go around to Fowler's flat and slanty shanty. This, <laughs> Jesus, that's one way of putting it. Uh, yes, the slanty shanty around in uh, Forrester Park, which uh, being me as a, a sort of middle class honky, uh, I found that I was like, my goodness, what on earth have I got myself into? I felt like I'm not tell for we're the elitists. Remember, we're the elitists. But, well, maybe now you mean you've uh, you're, you're, you're I actually didn't tell you I owned that entire uh, <laughs> entire ah, block. We only got to see the shit bit. That's it. That was washing. That's incredible because this is studio slash watching. But, but when this was when this was sort of put together, and I was asked to, to come and host, I was like really excited because it does have a sort of like real old school, old yeah. school like sort of old school energy to it. And even although we never uh, did a podcast together, when I was asked to come on, it would have been the two thousand and thirteen. Like it was, I remember the SPF SPL stats quiz in Glasgow in yeah, two thousand thirteen, yeah. and seeing the three of you and be like, wow. That's Craig Fowler. <laughs> I remember the, like, what the first thing you said to me. Was like, never meet your heroes. <laughs> you said, I'll recognise that laugh anywhere. That's yeah. it. That's, that's right. And um, yeah, and, and, and here we are now, several years later. Uh, nothing's changed. Was that, it? Was, oh, that's Craig Fowler. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, we what we have in store. This is this is big. What I'm saying this, this is how I'm, if, if I didn't know what a podcast was and I watched a clip on YouTube, this is how I imagine it'd be a bunch of four chubby uh, white guys all just like laughing at one another's jokes. But nonetheless, I can <laughs> that can still be fun. but that's a that's like sounds like a criticism, but it can still be fun. Yeah. You know, like fundamentally, these things can still be fun. And we will kick off with a fun award because we are starting with the Josh McGuinness Award for the most improved player in the Premiership. And the four nominations are Calvin Bassey of Rangers, Regan Charles Cook of Ross County, Anthony Ralston of Celtic, and Craig Halkett of Heart of Midlothian. Tony Anderson, we'll start with you first. Who deserves the Josh McGuinness Award for Most Improved Player? It's it's up there as one of the toughest. Out there, there's I think I'm looking at it as an outlier because Calvin Bassey's probably went to the biggest heights yes. out of the four of the players, but he's not jumped the furthest because I think last season there was still shoots of his ability there and similar with Craig Calcutt he's sort of he's more bounced back rather than improved whereas Regan Charles Cook and Ralston are what the fuck is happening who are these guys yeah that's that's exactly how I see it as well because I kind of see Bassey as yeah I think if you're going to say for pure like in terms of improvement over the course of the season, I think it probably is Bassey, but he doesn't quite fit in the spirit of the award as well. Yeah, he's had a massive leap, but he's also was just a kind of young player that didn't have yeah. many opportunities mm-hmm. and then got a lot of opportunities this season. He went to a level I don't think anybody thought he had, so fair play to him for that. But in terms of like compared to the other guys, like and as you say, yeah, Halkett, Halkett was very good at Livy and just took a couple of bad years at Hearts and now he's back to he, well, he's at a level above what he was yeah. at Livy, but that was what a lot of people kind of assumed he was going to be when he moved for Livy to Hearts. Whereas, yeah, the other two were players who were like, get rid, they're shit, they're not any good, and then both of them had excellent seasons. With Bassey, 
it's, it's amusing now because some of uh, well, some many Celtic fans are losing uh, losing the run on themselves as they try and uh, debate whether uh, he's actually any good. Seriously, there's a thread on Twitter where Celtic fans have gone through every goal conceded by Rangers and looked to see where <laughs> uh, where Calvin Bassey could have done better. I actually, I actually saw a post. That, I don't know if it was that. It wasn't that thread because I think it was just a standalone goal. I, I think I saw, but it was like it, it was it was like a goal conceded in the Celtic win at Ibrox. And like if I was one of the best defenders in Europe, yeah, I'd maybe Roger. do this and maybe do that. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, so that that was it. But then people started uh, replying to. I just I just actually thought like the Celtic and Rangers fans on Twitter. Can you just not have a day off of talking about the other team? Yeah. But yes, Bassi, I think there's I think there's a more appropriate word that will um, that will fit into later on. Okay, so from the sound of things, then we're discounting Calvin Bassi and we're discounting Craig Halkett. So it seems yep. to be a straight shootout between Regan Charles Cook and Tony Ralston. <laughs> yes, I would say. Ralston's probably the one that surprised me the most just because of how incompetent I thought he was. Yeah. He's had a couple of really shit loan spells and you just you just you just looked at him in this coming at this Celtic team, what they want, playing as a at times as an infer- inverted fullback. Like he cannot do that. Yeah. He cannot be past the ball facing his own goal 25, uh, 25 yards goal. However, uh, as a out just as a out and out right back, he has been absolutely tremendous. Only thing's probably let him down is he's crossing, but other mm. than that, he's been uh, he's been absolutely superb. And yeah, it's it's probably the one that's baffled me the most. What's that down to? Is that down to good coaching from Paul? Yeah, I mean, good, yeah, good. I think like, okay. it goes down to good management. But uh, yeah, but at the same time. He was excellent for the for the word go kind of thing before Postecoglou even had <laughs> much time to get his teeth on the side. So I don't know. I, I, I didn't see it coming at all. But also, I'd, I'm going to go for Ravigan Charles Cook myself because he just didn't look like a footballer. <laughs> like I mean, Tony Ralston also didn't really look like a footballer either. But he's come to he, Celtic. He must have had something. And he's still a lot of kind of Ralston's game this season. I mean, you could kind of say the same about Charles Cook, I suppose. In terms, they both of tailed taste, off. They both tailed yeah, off. And they also both tailed off, but. Ralston's a lot of his game this season has still been about kind of a lot of his physical and kind of mental attributes in terms of like how hard he runs and just kind of using that strength and powering through players and stuff. Reagan Charles Cook to me would look like somebody. Well, I we'll remember when he first came on against Motherwell in the first game of last uh, last season, where he tripped over the ball mm. and he did that a bit. Done a sprule. Yeah, I, he, he looked like somebody who wasn't a footballer whatsoever and was just there to run. I, I, I just think that we didn't get a true impression of uh, Charles Cook last season just because he was he had his injuries right back and stuff yeah, as he, was, well, yeah. he was played out, out of position whereas Ralston for years I, mean, I, like, I will say he was played out of position after they tried him in the front three and he was useless yeah. but it's, it's, it's obviously kind of different mentality or different instructions because Malky Mackay's got the best way of him because he's told him just to um, to attack the box uh, when the ball's on the other side play high up so um, you're essentially just taking uh, I, you're using your pace uh, on the counter attack into uh, really devastating teams. It's 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 it always amazes amazes me how little managers seem to concentrate on that. I mean, I always use I'll go in English football, but Leicester City with Claudio Ranieri, they always let, they, what he done was he let every player maximize what they were good at and their attributes, and that's what Malky Mackay done with Eagle Regan Charles Cook. And I always find it weird that more managers don't. Kind of, it's like too many of them have they have their ways of playing and and all that nonsense that we always hear about. Just, just kind of let players do what they kind of yeah, want within within a degree of structure. Yeah, like he's good at that, so I want you to concentrate. This is how we'll maximize what you're good at and we'll minimize what your weaknesses are. And I think, especially at our level, that should be what you're doing rather than sort of the over coaching that we talk about. Well, I'll, I'll use Sean Maloney as an example. That seemed to really Stephen Glass like bite back. Morris Ross, Morris Ross, all that. I mean, nah. zones. <laughs> yeah. So it's like the overcoaching, and you're asking guys to do too much. 
eh, and then Malky Mackay, this is what you're good at. You focus on that. Then you feel good about yourself because you actually are doing things that you know you can do. It'd be good if Morris Ross focused on what he is good at, and that's being a professional Rangers fan, and less about spending time on social media because he's really, really bad at that. <laughs> I mean, he is. He's a sort of what between sort of prof- again professional Rangers fan and a, a man who does his own research. Okay. A heady mix there, as you can imagine. Can we get an answer then? Who wins the Josh McGuinness Award for most improved player? Tony? Uh, I'm simply, I think Ralston was the most bizarre one, but Charles Cook, because he finished top goal scorer. So in the purest form, like Regan Charles Cook finished the top goal scorer in the for Ross County. Ross County. Just it's so bizarre. Ask me at the start of the season. Does does Tony Ralston have a good campaign for selling? Probably not, but you manager, don't uh, know, might happen. Uh, yeah. Would Regan Charles? <laughs> <laughs> no Absolutely no That's uh, that is a very good point, and I, I would like to put on record that I feel. See if he signs for. Uh, I don't think he will. I think he'll go back down south. Signs for uh, Aberdeen Hearts Hibs. I think we deserve. <laughs> yeah, I think you've been on, you're on record of that about three or four <laughs> times. It's definitely <laughs> an agree, agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> so you think this is just a real purple patch? Yeah, yeah. I don't that. think he like, scored the last three months. So, will, so, <laughs> so the purple patch has already happened. <laughs> he'll never hit double figures again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, congratulations to Ross County's Regan Charles Crook. You have won the Josh McGuinness Award for Most Improved Player. We'll move on to something that's a bit more fun. This is the most disappointing team. Mm. If we could be here. <laughs> I'm talking about Rangers Celtic and Hearts <laughs> you pretty much be talking about anyone but the four teams that have been nominated are St Johnson, Aberdeen Hibernian and Dundee can this is a difficult one to call uh, can, I, can, I think there's a standout here can, can, can we, can we uh, first of all can we just discount uh, Dundee because they're not disappointed I think there was a degree of expectation disappointment means there's a degree of expectation yeah, but yeah so my expectation for Dundee is that they'll get it wrong and <laughs> <laughs> they met your expectations yeah, and exceeded them <laughs> they, so I was looking I was looking at it today James McPake so when they when they sacked James McPake inexplicably sacked well inexplicably sacked James McPake and replaced him with Mark McGee. Dundee, when when McPake left Dundee, they were a length ahead of St Johnston. <laughs> Mark McGee managed them in thirteen league games. They lost. Uh, sorry, I think they, they lost. They won one, and he is most known for his um, nudity, nudity, and uh, not eating. Nudity. <laughs> he, not eating, and uh, and his reaction to rising energy bills. <laughs> yeah, str- uh, strangely useful. A man the, before his time. Right, exactly. Radios. <laughs> Stringent use of radio. Yeah. <laughs> so then, so then if I, I'd probably agree that. I think Dundee, you can't really say Dundee are a disappointing team because you can, no, uh, we yeah. expected them to, to struggle this season. Mm-hmm. They did. So that would be St. Let- Johnson, the, the Cup double winners last season, Aberdeen and Hibernian. And so between those three sides, Fowler. If you're looking at it on like budget alone, then yeah, you'd probably say Hibs and Aberdeen because neither of them should be finishing in the bottom half. Aberdeen should certainly not be finishing 10th. 10th? 10th they finish uh, in the 10th? Fuck. Yeah. I know. Bad. It's really bad. Uh, but at the, the same time, we did kind of, with Aberdeen going in, you did kind of think, hmm. Risky manager. Risky manager. Yeah. How's this going to go? It, it might go badly. And it, and it did go badly. Um, Hibs was... Hibs, yeah, was a bit of a surprise, but as we've often seen in the Scottish top flight, with the exception of Aberdeen, really, in the last 10 years under McInnes, usually a team that finishes third ends up not finishing third the next year. Didn't didn't expect them to finish bottom half, but you kind of thought that maybe somebody else could take it. Just just on on that, have Hibs ever put uh, back-to-back 
positive seasons together in the Premiership, and like, it, it, like obviously they have at some point in their history. But it depends what you count history. by it. Because would you say Lennon's season followed up by them finishing fifth the season after? Hecky, that was when yeah. Hecky came in and mm. saved the day. Yeah. quote unquote. Sorry, nobody can see that. Well, that that says a lot. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, and that was that was like a hail mary towards the end. A, a boost, well, the, the like a, a run of six wins on the bounce towards the end of the season. I mean, the last proper one would probably be Mowbray, who finished third and fourth in consecutive yeah. yeah. seasons. Yeah. What were the team that, that got the Scottish Cup and League Cup double winners last season and had to go into exactly? The, into, this into is the, why I think into it's the Premiership playoffs. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll just speak now and say that's that's my choice. Yeah, I agree. definitely. Aye, because I think that yeah, it's St Johnson and yeah, they have a small budget and it's only one or two as it ended up being uh, terrible transfer windows away from being a disaster for a team like that because it's always so trepidatious. But St Johnson were always a team that just like we just expected them to to be better, to always punch above their weight. It's kind of what we expect for Livingston now under Martindale. And then they got to a situation where, okay, this is properly it. This is where they're not just going to be a team that starts to punch above their weight. This We might now have reached a point where St. Johnson are just a top six side. Oh. And if they get into Europe and if they get into group stages, that's going to give them money. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they were... I mean... They gave Galatasaray a good game, but I think you could tell for that second leg that Galatasaray were kind of... Just get it. They they, they sold their two best players on transfer deadline. But they also had the chance for Lask as well. Like They had the chance to win that game and get that. So there was so much promise for St. Johnson this season. And then they very nearly went down. And did you say so? It, and they've had their worst campaign for so long to come after their best campaign in their history. Yeah. The worst campaign since the worst campaign since the, in the top place since the last got relegated under yeah, Sunday Club. It was, the worst, it was the worst campaign since we started doing this podcast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because we're old now. <laughs> yeah, the um, you're, you're bald. I'm uh, yeah, yeah. Joel's balding. Bald. I'm I'm thinning horrendously on top. <laughs> I look fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like my hair, my hair seems to get better as, as the older I'm getting. And even, you're, single. Even, you're even pulling off the grey. Exactly. That's uh, a wee strip. A wee man. Uh, strip. Was it George uh, Lamb? George yes, Lamb. Uh, no, it's a wee Polly one. Polly for uh, Sopranos. Or reverse one. Polly Walnuts. Oh, he's like, got him down the side of his head. Uh, I bet him we're he's not got the reverse one for you. Uh, we're not here to talk about Polly Walnuts so, in my hair. We're uh, talking about St. Johnson. St. Johnson, and I think this was, I think this was their 13th consecutive top flight season. They had never finished below 8th uh, previously. They were asking for trouble when they sold Jason Kerr and Ali McCann on transfer yes. deadline. It was, I mean, it was but even so, after that, no, it was so, so, so I know. So yeah, you get that. So that was so stupid from the club, and then the the management of, of Callum Davidson was was bordering on stupid for the the remainder of the season. He was yeah. just so tactically inflexible. Uh-huh, didn't uh-huh. really know his best eleven. His signings. Gattergun is probably the best. It was quite bad as well as signing Cammy McPherson trying, when they tried to give him a pre-contract yeah. agreement. So, so St Mirren, I saw yeah. St Mirren just withdrew him. Ah, <laughs> like you, you want him, you're going to you're have to yeah. buy him. And they, 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 somehow they still paid money from him, despite the fact he was very good for St Johnson. And it well. was, they played in this bizarre way, and, and I mentioned this a few times towards them, but they just, it was acting like they, they weren't in any trouble. I always got that feeling when I was watching them. There was never... There was there was nothing. There was no sort of fear in the way they were playing. There was no impetus in You're it. Scudded by hips, James Scott Hattrick so in the yeah, last game of the season. Yeah, that, yeah. that cannot happen. Uh, especially, I mean, James Scott's somehow managed to get out. They've saved James Scott from pretty much every disappointing <laughs> award. <laughs> <laughs> and to go, and it's like the the sort of mismanagement of you could understand why they want to hold on to those players where they had a chance to make Europe, mm-hmm. but. You, they, they knew though they were going to be able to sell these guys right? so they knew that so why not buy the re- 
replacements while you're doing it. You could even buy them while you're in Europe and give yourself even more of a chance because there's no risk in that. I know they could maybe something to and say, what about injury? And that is, if they get injured in one of those games, maybe. But I still think surely you can take that slight risk that you know you want to hold on to them really late to try and qualify for Europe and then punt them towards the end. But they just gave themselves no chance and they were just stuck with... 35-year-old midfield players. And uh, it's, it's, risk is not a word in Steve Brown's lexicon. No. Yeah. So I think we're fairly unanimous yeah. then. St. Johnston for the most disappointing team. Yes, oh. and I, I, I'm going to predict that Aberdeen and Hipster are still going to be in this list in 12 months' time. Oh, there we go. Here he comes. <laughs> the big man. <laughs> actually, not... I mean, yeah, I mean, we're talking actually, about... Actually, not Aberdeen. Hips have been rele- We're talking about most disappointing. Hips have been fucking relegated twice in the, in the time that, that, that I've been alive. So it's not that mental that they finished eighth. Yeah. Just because they spent, just because they spent twelve grand on Miller or whatever it was, that's really what makes well, it stand out. Stay don't tuned. worry, I stay tuned. <laughs> we'll, we'll be getting to him shortly. But in the meantime, let's look at the Andy Dorman Award for the best player in the bottom six. The nominations are Lewis Ferguson of Aberdeen, Jason Holt of Livingston, Connor Ronan of St Mirren, or Xander Clark of St Johnson. Joe's He's crept in there out of nowhere. Aye, so what's, what, what's I wanted to, I wanted to share around the love a little bit. So uh, no Ryan Porteous. Uh, Porches didn't have enough uh, votes oh, from, okay. from our listeners to, to get a nomination. Um, he is the but, best player of all. But uh, there's, there's another St. Johnson player who will pop up again in a later award. And he could have he featured in this. Mr. Uh, Mr. Calamandri, yes. yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, Ryan Porches, well, park Ryan Porches, because I actually think he's the best player in the, the bottom six. But Same. I think. Can he, we not just give it to him anyway then if you've got. Uh, <laughs> we've got a degree of assent here. I mean, presumably you'll agree with as well. Yeah. Just want to give it to Ryan Porches. Like, like, I, I, I don't know if we can do that. I don't know if you're like Faye Dunaway at the Oscars and you're like, right. Listen, uh, okay, uh, right. That's not what I think this also went to get nominated so, this year. Who, <laughs> is it, who is the silver medal then for the Andy Dorman Award for best player? Porches did six. have the disciplinary issues this year. Yeah, that might rule him out of this. And even though I would disagree with that, I could see that would be in an argument because and the fact you've only you've got the only three people in the whole of the tennis podcast who actually rate Ryan yeah, yeah, in, in, in the one room <laughs> no he's a good player I'm sure when he eventually signs for Queen of the South he'll be very very good for them <laughs> oh Queen of the South they're no longer Edinburgh City no they're Queen of the South then Edinburgh City well they're both so. in the same league now so I suppose he could go for one to the other as an aside, I can't believe Edinburgh City got promoted. But listen, that's <laughs> that's that's that. if we ever do a lower league podcast rounding up the season, we'll come Falkirk on to that. and Edinburgh City are in the same league. It just, it's like a football management when you get into like five years yeah. into line when, when just things things begin to go wrong. Remember, so, so it, was a, it was a Twitter account that's called Football Manager of Context and it was like Lionel Messi managing Kilmarnock. <laughs> just didn't make a lick of sense. But anyway, we'll talk about uh, Lewis Ferguson. Lewis, Why Lewis, does he deserve to be, get the award? Uh, because he has at times single-handedly been the most competent player in Aberdeen, the only competent player in Aberdeen at eleven. The, we talked about it on, on on Twitter last night, and a couple of Aberdeen then people kept on asking, and it was getting to be quarter twelve. Stop! <laughs> yeah, I'm going to bed. I'm sleeping now. <laughs> <laughs> he, I'm still unsure on him and what his best position is because he, he does so much for Aberdeen. He can play he's as a number eight. He's a, yeah, I think he's a number eight in a in a three, but he can play in a midfield two. He can play as a six. He can play in eight, uh, or as a, in an advanced. Not very well. He's not, yes. he's not creative enough to play. He is, yeah, he's, he's not. He's not, not as good in the tight spaces. He's no, not. He's not. He's, he, he's better facing the goal rather than playing. He's back yeah, uh, to goal and kind of link up play. But if you're looking at the comparing them to the other players on this list, I think Jason Holt was more important to Levy than Ferguson. Maybe to Aberdeen, Clark probably been uh, kept. St Johnston in arguably kept him in the league, and then uh, Connor Ronan. He's been very good, but I, th- I still think Lewis Ferguson's the best out of those four. Okay. 
Tony. Well, I mean, uh, Peter, yeah. you're, you're looking at Fowler there. No, 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 he, know, he knows where I'm going. I, I, I know where Tony's going, so I'm going to get a decided vote. Uh, <laughs> we just both realised uh, that at the same uh, time. Uh, yeah, Lewis Ferguson, obviously, he's incredible. And I'm looking, I think we said this on the top 12. I'm looking forward to, I know Aberdeen fans might not like me saying this, and I, and I still said the same about Ryan Porches, for example, that it'd be really good to see them move away. I feel like they took too much of a burden at their teams at, at such quite a young age. And, and Ferguson, for example, he's been doing it year in, year out. He's only, what, 23? now 22 23 Yankees much older he plays the responsibility he takes on is huge and then as you're saying where he gets punted in the park to do all these jobs for, for Aberdeen and you're like oh it'd be really good to see how good this still like 22 22 I mean it feels like he's been around for what, yeah. what six years 16 mm. and it's just it's come to that stage and it, I don't want to say it will start to stunt his development staying at Aberdeen mm. he'll be away this summer right. he, has to, he has to for his career and, and what he deserves and it's not like he's went at the first jump he's not jumped at the first he's no, still no. been there for a good four years so I'll be really interested in that but in terms of who had the best season out of all of them yeah. it's Connor Ronan and, and it was he's he's got well, I think he got about eight goals he got about eight assists playing in that absolute dreck but not goal just the a, season contender as well against Hearts in the Scottish Cup yep you've got that as well and it's not just that he's been also punted around the team so you look at him and you think this is a YouTube player so if you if you're watching it you see these goals against Rangers and Hearts but if you watch him and if you look at like his stats his underlying stats wherever they've used him he's sort of come to the fore uh, and he's Sort of like being one of the most impressive players in the league. So this is, I think, Ronan's probably had a better, more impactful season than Ferguson. Ferguson still scored a lot of goals. Penalties. Uh, they still count. Uh, but penalties and headers, strange enough. That was the only goal. One goal outside the box and the rest were penalties and headers. But yeah, so I think Ronan's had the best season, but I don't think he's the best the best player. Yeah, I got yeah, I, I think uh, I think Ronan's had the best season, so I, I would vote for him. And it's just more fun to vote for him. Yeah. Ferguson's been good but he's also not been that good for Lewis Ferguson so yeah, I don't want to give him this award on a down year kind of thing do you, just, do you think Ronan's got a chance of making it at Wolverhampton Wanderers or no. do you think okay, <laughs> any, anytime somebody comes from the English Premier League and plays regardless who they play for regardless how well they play they have no future in the English so, Premier League so is, is it interesting you say that because Ferguson in terms the of the drop's huge James, James Madison yeah. That's, that's the only one that he's immediately a, came to probably came the, only, the only outlier. I right? remember seeing someone put a bet on that. That I was, I think, it was an Aberdeen supporter that put a but bet on that James that James Madison would be an England international, and that paid out quite handsomely. Oh, but sure. sorry, that was sorry. I didn't mean to derail the conversation. That was just something that popped into my head. But just that and fit, he's fit. got like eighteen goals this season, Madison, and, and so like fifteen assists. So it's like ridiculous levels, and they're all. I just saw. Now we're just turning uh, the back live. But, <laughs> but made him Yeah, they're 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 moaning because he's not an England squad. But then everyone's like, oh, but they don't use a number ten, which is a fair comment. But back to Scottish football. Just as I said, Ferguson. It's interesting that the interest in him has come from Premier League teams and Serie A teams. So here's. It'd be interesting to see him in that environment. Perhaps. That's an exciting idea. I always still pop hard for that, the idea of Scottish players going onto the continent yeah. to play. Particularly, particularly, I don't know what, what it is about Italy. It must be going back to the, the 90s and Cagliari. Yeah, like, is one of the names. I know that's one of the teams he's been linked with, but Cagliari's just a name that's very evocative. I actually couldn't tell you any of the Cagliari players yeah, no, that yeah, played yeah. with I them. I think they got relegated the as well. <laughs> they did, yeah, they did uh, very late in the season. Right, okay, um, well... But like, Ferguson's also, he's, he's not just um, sort of like a good player physically, and he's quite aggressive in, in his style, so I like sending those types of players again to the continent because they're still bringing what I would think is a bit of Scottish or the, the sort of the classic British style player, but and they've also got a bit of quality and chucking them in that environment and saying, actually, see how you all cope with a guy 
be, like, I'd love to see John McGinn getting put into a continental with that if style. You, Quite if, unusual. Alan if Campbell. Yeah, yeah. If you were to listen to Charlie Adam, Lewis Ferguson would uh, do the, the kind of do the sneaky side of the game really well in Italy as well. Mm. Mm. Use them of diving so. a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then and then done the worst dive of the <laughs> yeah. season. For maybe five days later, yeah, to try and win a free kick or something. <laughs> yeah, a free kick from about forty yards. He knows how shite his teammates are. That's what I need to do. Uh, it's a shame we don't have the best pundit award here because Charlie Adam would no doubt have cleaned up there. <laughs> so is it Connor Ronan then who wins the Arnie Dorman Award yes. for best player in the bottom? Connor six? Ronan for me, for me as well. Yeah. Okay, sorry, Joe, you were defeated there. Move on to best signing. Now the four options for this are Barry Mackay, a heart of Midlothian. Dylan Levitt at Dundee United, who went on loan from Manchester United. Bruce Anderson at Livingston. And Diogo Jota at Celtic. We'll go to yourself first, Fowler. Diogo Jota, Liverpool's Diogo Jota. It's just Jota, mate. Bloody hell, I was practising that in the car through as well. <laughs> I was wondering how I heard the name Diogo Jota before, and that, that's why, because he's playing the Champions League final oh, on Saturday. For, for a second there, I'd forgotten. I was like, what, has Jota signed for Liverpool? I was like, <laughs> I'm like what, I'm learning so much. That's, uh, okay, um, we can edit that out though, can't we? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, that's, that's fine. It's like when I learned on stage that Billy Gilmore was injured. I was the... Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not the environment. Said, you were Chris Allen are like a fucking arsehole. <laughs> Fowler, who's been the best signing? So actually, I should add to begin with that uh, in terms of the the fans on Twitter giving us nominations, Jota didn't actually make it, but I had to I had to include a Celtic player. They've signed so many good players this season. Yeah. I was like, we can't have non-non Celtic representation. It, was, of it, was, it shows it was, our listenership really. It was like it shows uh, the listenership, but also green and white pound that, the, the that Celtic, pays the Patreon money. <laughs> the Celtic fans who do follow us and were giving us answers were basically giving a different player each time because yeah. because so, I mean the hit rate was outrageous yes, during the right. season. You could do a whole one just for them. Right, it could be Juranovic, could be Joe Hart, could be Carl Vickers. <laughs> When did Abada sign? Abada as well, yeah, he was yeah. at the start of the season. I mean, so. I mean, he, un, unreal, he scored, what, 15 goals? And Kyogo. He spoke about Kyogo. Kyogo's Kyogo. 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 on, I mean, yeah. I mean, so Jack Amakis ended up yeah. being top, joint so, top goal scorer. So Celtic fans, don't hate us, but you know, if, if you're a Celtic fan who listens to this, you know how we do it. Yes. So it was never going to be all of them. So uh, I agree, though, we'll come on to it, but I'm glad that Jota's on the list. Um Barry Mackay received the most votes, which made my heart sing, obviously. Um, but that also tells you a lot about our listenership. <laughs> but I, I, I wouldn't... I don't no. know if I would go for Mackay. No, nah. I wouldn't either. I don't think it quite stands out just enough. Yeah, he finished finished uh, second, joint second in assist in the league. Only scored twice. He it's, adds five more goals to that, I think he made Oh, aye. Not yeah. even maybe five, just even a couple more. Right. Could have, because it became or, a big or, or a couple of games where he put in a, a big performance in a big game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he, he, he was never really great against the Derbys. He was never really great against the old firm. So I that's a And that's what I, I'm not saying that but he's not a big game. What just like memorable say, games. Aye, what I would say is that he's probably the most consistent wide player or attacking midfielder mm. I've seen at Hearts in years. Mm. Like he, even when he's not playing well, he usually plays well because his touch is brilliant and mm-hmm. he, his awareness of the game is brilliant as well. But we'd go for Mackay. Also, Dylan Levitt. Mm. I think he's made Dun United a better player. I think he's a cracking. Again, I think he's a cracking. Not in Europe without him. Yeah, no. but has he had as big an influence or impact, or has just been as good as the other? He two? has had quite a big impact because Dun United's win rate with him and without him is quite quite I, a difference. Someone pointed out on Twitter, and I, I never, I didn't realise that, and it was. I think there was a good like twenty percent. Ah, he scored. You have to say these years between him and Ronan, they could have had a goal of the season competition between themselves. Uh, and Levitt, I think, really came on to a game later. 
and it's like it was good, but in terms of the the blockbuster things, the, the goals aside, the goals aside, adding to his game, that all came in the sort of latter stages of the season, which is good for Dundee United, of course. What I would say is that at sometimes I didn't think he he dominated or controlled games the the way he should. The quality has mind speaking to uh, so Tam Court speaking after the game they got beat by Hearts at Tannadice after the split and he scored a brilliant goal so like David Silvesco mm-hmm. but then he didn't really do anything after that Tam Courts was asked about the goal and he was like I'm actually quite disappointed because he never actually took the game by the scruff of the, uh, scruff of the neck and I do he's still young so I think he needs to do that more consistently in the position that he plays. Do you think he can go back and make an impression at Manchester United? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, if Ralph Ragnick was staying there. <laughs> I think he's a very good championship player. <laughs> um, as for the other two, Jota was just ridiculous. I mean, talking about... Over, did he get nominated for player of the year? I don't think so. That's wild. Mm. Over the he's, course, he's the best player in the league. Uh, over the course of the campaign, I think he was the best, certainly the best outfield player in the league. Over the course of the entire season, mm-hmm. I think without I see a, which way you vote in the end. So yeah, it's kind of hard to go away for that. But at the same time, you love the Bruce Anderson one because it's it's what you love about signings. Yes, because it's taken something. Because it not only was Bruce, I mean, it wasn't an official, but it was almost like they swapped him mm-hmm. for for Jet, and. <laughs> And it's great when stuff like that happens and you just make out like bandits. Because uh, Jet went to Aberdeen and was awful. Awful. And Bruce Anderson, who didn't really get much of looking at Aberdeen, goes to Livingston. You don't know what's gonna how it's gonna turn out. He ends up being one of the top goal scorers in the league. If he hadn't got injured, he might even have finished up top goal scorer. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think you could have uh, certainly uh, Tony and I predicted it, but you could have predicted the fact that Jet was gonna be uh, was gonna bomb and Bruce Anderson was going to be kind of pe- almost perfect for the, the style of Livingston yeah. just from his loan spell at Hamilton. But he just didn't. Ex- I just didn't expect him to score this amount of goals. He is a good finisher, though. Uh, he's a pest. Uh, I think he's um, sets up teammates well as well. He's teammates, not, yeah, he's yes. quite a, uh, I can, for, for a goal scorer, he could be quite uh, selfless in the final third. So I'm really excited to see him and Nubly together next season because they didn't really get a real run because of the. I think yeah. they really complement each other well. Like Nubley's obviously his touch is really good. And Nubley's actually he's quite a good dribbler, yeah. despite not really having much pace. It's very creative. And he's creative. I don't think he'll ever score. Uh, yeah, but I mean with Anderson there though, and all of Anderson's movement, his work rate, and just being able to play around Nubley and the ball sort of sticks to Nubley. When I've seen him, I know he's had poor games, and obviously it was a big step up step up for Nubley this season, but he was in games that he was really good, he was moving around the back line, he would pick he'd go central sometimes. And he'd have like his own orbit where the ball would stick to him and people would back off him. And if you can do that and then you've got a live wire like Anderson playing off that, I could see that being sort of like really, really good. And I don't see either of them obviously moving on. So there's something Martin deals really excited about next season in general because he's got a full core of his teams actually going to stick around. Your answer then. We've had a good discussion about who has been the best signing in the Premiership this I, season. I, I think I'm going to be boring and go for Jota. I think a, a, a team that signed the most best players this season I think they need a bit representation it's it's remarkable I can't think off the top of my head certainly a team that has had that many successes in one go unequivocal successes unequivocal successes I know there's been a couple of duds I mean McCarthy's obviously a dud but I don't think he was uh, a Postacoglu signing he did not have Postacoglu's fingertips exactly that was a a Dermot Desmond signing but the ones certainly beyond that Celtic's hit rate has been remarkable all in bullseyes Aye, good shit. There was a couple at the start as well that were again kind of seemed like they were signed before Postacoglu had even kind of got his feet in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, Liam Shaw and um, 
Uda Haig. Ah, yeah. Aye. But you wonder if it like even shots are that like was he not did he not I, have I, a few I, goals when he played that? Yeah. Oh, I went alone to I just I just thought they would they would yeah. uh, skills skills skills. That's what I'm thinking. Skills looked alright though. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's who I was getting confused on. Carl Starfield, even he's turned out to be turned out to be solid and decent. But I just think it's very close. It is, but yes. So I'm a vote. I can't remember. I can't remember the Premier League uh, Player of the Year award one. I think maybe when uh, David Ginola won it, and then Ferguson complained because uh, there were so many other Man United players that folk voted for Man United players, so Ginola won it. So Bruce Anderson is going to be David Ginola. So I was, I was absolutely going to go Jota exactly because I think he's the best player in the league mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like entertainment. Uh, like I, I love it in the Scottish football. Kent's got a bit of it, but Kent sort of tailed off domestically this season, but. The ability to slow down and then speed up instantly at such a unique sort of skill that only certain players in the world actually have. And to have them playing in Scotland, I'm always that gives me like a big pop, as you would say. Uh, so, um, <laughs> so I like with, with Joe, I was just like, wow, and he scored so many goals. He was good in the air. His work rate was actually pretty good. For a guy turning up with that much ability, you would think he would swan through games a bit more. There was, a, there was a moment, uh, I was at the Motherwell Celtic game, it was towards the start of the season, and there was a moment where he scored, I think he scored the first or the second, and it was just his movement to run in behind Stephen O'Donnell, and it was just what it was like watching someone from a different planet playing against Stephen O'Donnell, who's uh, it's Motherwell Stephen O'Donnell rather than Scotland. <laughs> yeah. um, but I love Bruce Anderson. Joe loves Bruce Anderson. So. Um, despite vindication, this is Tony. Vindication, yeah, exactly. This is actually this is a personal thing for, for, <laughs> so, for me and so let, me, let, let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. <laughs> Bruce Anderson <laughs> is winning above the Kyogo. best signing of this Do, season award. I he scored know. ten league goals for Livy. Above, above, above Joe Hart, above Joe Hart, Juranovic, Vickers They're uh, not on the list. Abada, <laughs> Kyogo, Jakimakis, and Jota. Bruce Anderson. Oh, maybe, maybe I shouldn't do that. He is more fun, though, to be fair. I mean, it's just being... I'm being very terrorist wank. This is why they call us hipsters. Yeah. This is, this is exactly the... But fuck them. Bruce Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play, listen. That's it. We're all having a laugh. We're all enjoying ourselves. We're all in a lager. We're all we're all a bit mindless just now. And, and there's Tony Anderson, exhibit A there. So we've talked about the best signing, but let's look at the most disappointing player. And there's so many players that you could have actually put well, in this no, category. I was going to say, like, because most disappointing player is usually players that are, we we often go for players who were in the league. The year before. That's what we kind of right, go for. Okay. So, so, so we differentiate from worst signing because worst signing has been a lot of crap. I, I suppose then disappointing comes like what we're saying, lad. Disappointment comes a degree of expectation yeah. and those expectations that's were not That's what I was going to say. Maybe like we say it was a shit league this year. I've, I've kind of got a working theory going on in my head right now. Maybe there's just like a lot of shit managers to be honest. Whoa. Because if we think that, yes. that, that Graham Alexander finished fifth and Malky mm. Mackay took Ross County to the top six just for having a degree of competency yeah. to him. And because you wonder, like, because there's been so many great signings this year, but like looking at this list of most disappointing players, it's not really there's not really many players who were in the league last year who've taken like a big regression. No, that's I'm just looking at the nominations. There's only one that I would look at and say, mm, he's sort of dipped from where he was last season. The rest of them are perhaps 
A wee bit, I mean, but not, not huge, hugely, yeah. But, uh, the, the, what the, the kind of outlier for me is, is, is Mark Thank McNally. you, yeah. Listen, I, listen, I, listen I, let I, me do the nomination <laughs> first, Joe. So listen, listen. I think we've all got that point to make, yeah. I've never had him disappointed. He's rubbish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but the, the, the four most disappointing players in the category, you can you can pick from Mark McNulty at Dundee United, Jamie McCart of St. Johnson, Lee Griffiths, Celtic slash Dundee slash Falkirk, if you want to go to there, <laughs> and Kevin Nisbet of Hibernia. And Tony. Right, firstly, Mark McNulty. Like, the Mark, Mark McNulty received the most votes. Right. So Wild. What were the expectations? Like, Mark McNulty. He has, has done what I have expected. Yeah, from Mark McNulty was going to be rubbish this season, and he was. <laughs> He's had one good period in the last six years in two countries. Like, down south, they were putting him on loan. Reading gave him, like, a ridiculous contract, and then he obviously put his feet up from there. Oh, the cushious of contracts. Yeah, so he's put his, and then he's been getting punted to you. He came to Hibs. He was good that first spell at Hibs. Him and Scott Allen struck up a good relationship. Then, then he then missed for, that header for Scotland against San Marino. Yeah, he even managed to get in the bloody Scotland squad. Alex Rakush. Uh, and then... But then he came back to Hibs. That's the caveat. Yeah. It's like the Betty Vokes years when somebody's got a cap for Scotland. It's like, aye, but Betty Vokes. There has to be a aye, but Alex McLeish. Um, so then he came and, He's and a he sick was. sick man. <laughs> <laughs> We're giving him a cap, yeah. Mark, Mark McNulty was, was like, he was pish when he came back to Hibs. And then he was rubbish at Dundee United for two years. And he was rubbish the previous side of that good Hibs spell. So he's had one good spell in six years. Has so he still got time left on his Reading contract? Or is that yes, a con- I think he's got one no more year. Way, it's no way, that that's never ended. I think, I think he's got one more year. Seven-year contract. Life. What a life. <laughs> no one <laughs> touch it. <laughs> Let me have a look. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm pushing him out simply because... Uh, how many goals did he get for the season? Was it just uh, one? Two, one was a penalty. Two, one was a penalty. And one yeah. was like three weeks from the end of the season. Well, the, the one Jamie McCart is perhaps the one you'd be most disappointed in. I think you can tie him in with St. Johnson's overall season, oh. a guy who had performed yeah. perhaps above his ability last season, like so many St. Johnson players did, and then regressed far below his average. So, so I think he's wait, a cog rather than. Aye, yeah. no, so apparently, I, sorry, apparently uh, McNulty's contract expires this summer. The breakout of smiles at Majeski Stadium. <laughs> but so, so when you think of disappointment, what I'm trying to say is Jamie McCart really fits, and he is like the the, the polar opposite of Mark Minolta, who you had no expectations for. But Jamie McCarty had created a lot of expectation last season. <laughs> yeah, I think that as soon as Jason Kerr left, and you just it's, you just take one of those Kerr, Gordon, McCart just had such a, a nice balance to it. I do think as well. I think McCart, um, he was linked with Hibs last summer. And I think he would have wanted to go. Mm. And the fact that he saw, in fact, he didn't get to go and he saw two of his teammates. And it kind of, I mean, not that it was deserved, but I think he would have saw himself as on this kind of the same level as mm. McCann and Kerr. I mean, he was certainly not far off. So he would have been like, right, how am I stuck here and these guys get to go? And I think he did down tools. Ah, it, but you've got to, you, you I mean, I understand that as, as a player. Jamie McCart no, down but tools. But no, <laughs> but is, uh, is, I don't like down tools. But when you're disappointed, you you your, first half of the season was rubbish. But that's the thing, you get your fuck offs out of the way and you, you, you sulk for a wee bit, but then oh. at the end of the day, you're not, you, you can't you're change that. You're Jamie McCart as well. You're, like, you're yeah, stuck there, you've got to crack on to the job and get on with it. In terms of context, and Johnson were rubbish, but they were. it was mental the first. First 12, 14 games or something, they never had the same back three. Oh. So they, 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 they used, I think, like nine different players in the back three. Uh, so you had like um, Ambrose, Brown, McCart, Kerr, Gordon, um, Dendonker, and 
Ambrose. Norm Macdonald in my head. So there's. Jamie, it would be it's between Jamie McCarr and uh, but uh, Jamie McCarr is someone I would consider, but Griffiths for me mainly because I predicted him. I thought he'd go to Dundee. He's in a nice environment. He's got a, a manager who's uh, he's, he's good pals with, yeah, yeah. and he thought, right, this this is this is the environment you need to get back to your best. You get, you know, you're going to get a run of games. You know, you're going to be first choice. You're just going to get can eat. That's in your head. Just train right, and you you're going to score loads of goals. I thought that was going to be the case. I yeah. thought. Lee Griffiths was going to fire Dundee to the top six uh, and then it quickly became clear that it, he he's, looks he's, finished he's yeah. completely overweight and massive yeah, to talk, to, 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 I know that we're not necessarily going to, to go into the lower leagues but I suppose you have to at this stage if you're talking about Griffiths and talk about his time at Falkirk Falkirk were paying him apparently wow. £1,500 a week and this is when they were just within touching distance of Queen's, Queen's Park right. and in fourth place so you're bringing in Griffiths that, that with one sole purpose to score goals to get you in that position. And I think he got finished up with three goals for, for, for the season. One of them was a dead rubber, one was a consolation goal. And all he was really good for at Falkirk was taking corners, corners. and free kicks. Other than that, he barely would move between the Sticks. outside outside the goalposts. And Falkirk, weirdly enough, Falkirk had actually appeared to settle on, on a strike partnership that worked for them when they had uh, Jay's Kabaya and um, Anton Dowds when he returned from, from Arbroath. You think that's a hard-working partnership, two guys who have got a bit to prove, one who's on loan, one who's was, was exiled from Falkirk with people quite glad to see the back of him. They brought in Griffiths and that completely disrupted the equilibrium and they really, Falkirk did not get value from one of them and that's like one of the certainly just, and, and on top of that you talk about managers, Kenny Miller was the assistant manager there who would have known Griffiths and had worked with him at and Scotland and, and so on. I know that we, I know that we often joke about this when you say like, oh, lower level, should, should be all No, right I knew, thing. this is, I, I see with Griffiths, I, just I expected this is exactly what I expected. I got logged into it again. I thought he was good. Well, I we, we saw him. We saw he was overweight. We saw he was just kind of barely moving around the pitch. But he's, I still thought like a, a guy with his yard ability, in the box. With his, exactly yeah, yeah. with his technique. Because like, there's so many stories like through football of guys that played at lower levels because they never got fit kind of thing. And that's kind of what I just assumed Griffiths. Because it wasn't like he just went to the championship. Had he gone to the championship, I kind of would have thought, yeah, might not work because he clearly doesn't seem like he could be arsed anymore. But going to League One, kind of thought, surely, surely he's going to find the one part-time players. But there was on top of that, Falkirk... Falkirk were dysfunctional at that point, so you don't just want to all put, put the blame on, on, on Lee Griffiths, but fucking hell, I mean, the guy scored two of the greatest Scotland goals of all time. <laughs> the guy, in terms of, I mean, up and, certainly up until... The game, hundreds of goals. Uh, up, in, up until the Israel game, Certainly in, in uh, Scotland of the last like 20 years, the best moment supporting Scotland was his two free kicks yes. against England. And you're I would have had them in the Euro squad as well. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he scored a And you're coming up against the likes of Clyde and Peter Head and yeah. Aloe Athletic. And so, some of the heroes yeah. of that Serbia game have fallen massive. Oh, oh, and Ollie McBurney really are the... Oh, the Declan Gallagher. The thing... I was thinking Jay McCarr, but after having this conversation. Lee Griffiths has went from playing for Celtic they gave, him a new deal. Uh, <laughs> they gave him a new deal. They gave him a new deal. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, still, he scored like he scored seven goals for Celtic last season. Like Twenty nine. You can yeah, see yeah, you, talk, so. you talk about being offered a new deal. You can see the sense in that because it's the idea. We know how talented and he we is. We can sell him. We, we thought they could probably just make a few quid. And you, you know, if you can rehabilitate him and get him back up into the right frame of mind and get his fitness level, you have got a top quality striker there who mm. we know can score goals mm -hmm. in, in Scottish football for Celtic. For Celtic. And it just it just it hasn't worked, and you just wonder. 
what happens next. Well, this is—I'm going to tell you because he has to win this award now because he's went Ips, from playing Ips, for Celtic Ips. to now going to be forced Ips. into retirement. Would you take him at Hibs? No, of course not. Look at him. I mean, he can't score for Falkirk in League One. I, he's going to in a part-time league. Hibs six months somewhere abroad. Opens pub and Easter Road. Ah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> is there then sticking with a Bernie? Is there anything to say about Kevin Nisbet? So, I I think I foolishly. <laughs> I was like, like, feeling like saying no because after we just talked about Griffiths that much, we can't really talk about Nisbet. Yeah, 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 but I mean, if you think, if you think not long ago, it would have been last January he was touted for a fairly big money move to, to Birmingham. Exactly. And that's like, He's a backup Scotland striker. And in hindsight, that was a missed opportunity yeah. for Hibs because you'd really. And him. Could have, and and for, for the both of them. I think. Foolishly, I left him off on my top twelve strikers uh, strikers list. Just I was kind of Hibs fans got get frustrated and angry with him. Yeah, yeah. Because I think Hibs fans got really frustrated and angry with him. But I, I I'm, a, I'm a big fan of his, but I rate him a lot. But then a lot of times when I watched Hibs, I thought he's doing a lot of really good stuff outside the box. But he missed a lot of chances. There was a lot because I said that in the podcast. There was a lot of games where I felt like he was like one of Hibs' best players, and then I would go to the pub afterwards and talk to you guys like shite. Yeah, <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought he was. I think a lot that he was doing some of the work outside the box, but then when his head would go down, and then he'd start giving the ball away, and that he would get himself very, very frustrated. And, and, he, and the, yeah, and, and the, the problem for him is he probably could have got away with that the season before, but he scored. He was Hibs' main striker. He got in the Scotland squad, so you lose the sort of. You can't be as petulant anymore because you've moved up a level so oh, that you don't get what the, about his the uh, same. goal celebration against Cove Rangers. Oh, this <laughs> <laughs> so he, he sort of he forfeited the opportunity to act like that now because mm. he, he was big contract. He'd signed it. He's the main man. Nah. He's the backup striker for Scotland now, not just for Hibs. He was. It was basically Dykes and Adams and then Nisbet. So you are now a, a massive man. degree of responsibility. You've gone yeah. to a boy to a man almost. Yeah, yeah. That's as way that it sounds. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. So he loses the, any of that sort of ability to be looked after by the fans and by criticism. What Very... you, you would say though, given his rehabilitation process looks just like it's been bicep curls. I mean, you're excited <laughs> for him when he comes back? I think that's good because he, the way he's, he looks like, well, in, in football in general, um, like lone striker is a four three three. That's it's it. most teams play with one striker. And Kevin Nisbet did have elements you can see in his game, but he was really, really good. There. He was much better with Dodge the season before. But this season, you were seeing Hibs were obviously asking him to play that role a, a, a fair bit more. And as you were saying, there was elements of it that were coming through that were good. So he's clearly seeing that being your back to goal is going to be a huge part of his ability. He's, he's good in the air. He does have a good touch. He scores a variety of goals, which always makes him a really, really interesting striker. But I suppose it, bulking up like that, I don't think it's going to be a bad thing. He was never super agile or super quick that you'd worry about the bulking up would lose him too much. So and as I we think it's only going to benefit him. And as we talked about the other day as well, big part of his season was that he missed a lot of chances that he took last season and that just might be one bad campaign and, and then he needs he'll be to back to doing it this he needs season. to be a variety in the way he shoots he always wants to play this is just coming purely from a Hibs fan frustrated watcher of he always shoots the same way always wants to control it and pass it into the bottom corner which is fine and when it comes off it looks really really yeah. cool but you need to add variety to, to it. He needs to be able to sort of get the confidence where you can hit the ball hard but you still have the you still have the accuracy um, there because that's what good strikers can do I mean I'll use Ellis Sims coming in at hearts that's what he does he fucking wallops it but with pure accuracy that's what a top mm, player does accuracy I'm not sure like that. <laughs> <laughs> well some of the goals that I see that's what, what, he, like, what he does at the back of it is, uh, is wallop ferocious we uh, have had a, a long discussion then over the most disappointing player Craig Fowler who uh, deserves it Griffiths Griffiths Joel. 
Has to be, aye. Has okay, to be. Lee Griffiths. Let's see, just, just From Celtic to retirement. Yeah, but, pretty much. Uh, lots of people do that. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, it's, been a, it's been a remarkable fall from grace. He'll go to Pennycook next year and again score like four goals. <laughs> Get caught in the toilets. Doing what? It could be a various thing, to be honest. <laughs> We are 50 minutes into this podcast and we still have numerous categories oh, Christ, to go. Sorry. And up next, yeah, cancel your plans. <laughs> you know? Just got a, a text sent. <laughs> well, Joe's sending his text message. We will look at the most overachieving manager. Up first, it's Celtic's Ange Postacoglu who spent the, the club's record transfer bounty uh, this <laughs> summer. Wow, very difficult. Robbie Nielsen at Heart of Midlothian. Malky Mackay. Uh, Ross County or Mr. Thomas Courts at Dundee United. Tony, there's there's an argument against the against the ball. This, this is the toughest category it's, so I, far. I think it's, it's got to be possible. It's it's, it's, the, it's it's actually the the I think the weakest category because trying to see who really overachieved. Nope, Mackay, yeah. it's default. Uh, Tam Courts, it's pretty default as well. I know. Again, we've spoke uh, at length over they the season. They scored thirty-seven goals in thirty-eight <laughs> games. Yeah, so I mean, we spoke over the season about the things we did, like and Mackay bouncing back from the ten defeats. But again, it's all based on other people's feelings. That is the reality of it. And then Norby Nielsen, he's done what he's done this season before, literally, with the mm. same team. He's got the third biggest... He's got one of the I biggest... I expected bunch. us to challenge for third or finish third. Yeah, yes. sure and then Ange Postacoglu, all he has to do is get above one team and get 20-odd million pounds to do it. So none of them really have overachieved. But again, that gives you the weakness because Martindale, we've come to expect what he does now, so that may be a bit unfair, but that's just the reality. So for this one, it's like... I don't really care. So... It. With Postacoglu, my argument is that the expect so he was second choice. He came in late. He was taking over a disastrous Celtic team. They were all over the place in terms of squad. So he ended up uh, Edward went uh, went Ryan Christie started the season at Celtic. Then he he left as well. Chris Ayer, Chris Ayer. So there was a big Scott over- Brown as well. So, yeah, taking him out. So there. there was a, there was a big overhaul had mm-hmm. to take place. He did that very very well. Of course, of course, they had a lot of money to spend, but there was an expectation that. He was going to fail. That Scotland was going to um, kind of just eat him up and, and spit him out. It should, it should also be said as well that money doesn't always just immediately buy you. Yeah, you player. have to spend it. When well, I took like, over at Celtic, I had nothing but a dream and twenty million pounds <laughs> to spend on brand new players. But if we if we compare Apostacoglu to Paul Le Guin, for example, when uh, he first went to Rangers, like or Pedro Cajinha. I mean, this could be a long conversation about shit for manager. I was just coming in the summer and getting like a, a massive. Uh, well, just, uh, just, uh, just spend Kishina got a fucking lot of money to spend. Aye, uh, aye. Uh, so Kishina's a good shout. How as well. did he turn up at Rangers in the first place? <laughs> Said he apparently wowed them with his interview. Stuart Robertson. Um, Stuart Robertson sh- should shut up for a lot of reasons, but him being wowed by Pedro Kishina is uh, chief amongst them. Nice shoes, dressed well. Aye, uh, it's quite suave looking. Uh, anyway. Uh, but we've seen it go wrong so many times with somebody who doesn't know the league. So you get all this money to spend, but you don't know who to spend it on. You don't know who's going to come in. You don't know where you're going to get done in by agents who are going to like, oh, this guy would be great for Scottish football. Look, he's played this and blah, 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 and he's ended up being terrible. Whereas Postacoglu, like, and he also made everybody who was there already better. He made Greg Taylor better. He made Alistair Ralston better. He made Tom Rogic better. Cal McGregor back Cal McGregor best. back to his best after he's... Outlier season. I was going to say, I don't know if he brought back to his bit. I think everybody would have done that who was near Neil Lennon. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> hey, Neil Lennon just won a cup. He improved. Oh, 
by ten by terrifying separates yeah. <laughs> and he winning Im- something. He improved Carol Starfelt for the season. Yeah, he did, and yeah, there's a lot of Celtic players, and Celtic got better as the season went on as well, which is a sign of a good manager. And yeah, it might be Postacoglu. Usually, these ones are like, yeah, you don't for the reasons you've, you've you don't said, give the old firm. You don't give it to the old, old firm. But it's not really overachieving. I man. think in I think in this campaign, Content. well, we've uh, done Chris Anderson for best signing, so I think we can. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. What if you if you want to take it in relative terms, what the expectation levels when Postacoglu came in were fairly low, oh. given how disastrous the season had been before. If he the fact he was second choice, the fact he was second choice, and now I mean I think he's an unknown as well. You would struggle to meet a Celtic supporter who doesn't worship the ground yeah, he walks. Yeah. I mean, you talk he Celtic have, he fans. Ha- he wasn't qualified in, in terms. He didn't have the actual qualifications to mm-hmm. to do the job. So yeah, I think everyone was slagging him off. Everyone said it was a joke. Mm-hmm. For me, the other main contender, and again, I'm just going on like a manager who made his team undoubtedly better over the course of the season. So having joined in the summer is Malky McCann. Yeah. Oh. Um, but, yeah. They totally but, <laughs> but in terms of pure management ability, because that defence, like, we're forgetting now, that defence was an absolute joke. The, like, in terms of the personnel, it was rubbish. A lot of rubbish, rubbish players. And by the end of the season, Malky McCann had actually made that in a fairly solid backline. Can you imagine if Malky McCann had £20 million pounds to spend? No one's saying anything. <laughs> just, they're just busy so imagining. Like two, two, <laughs> he wouldn't go that far east to, to send anybody put that two, way. Two thirds of the way through the season, he uh, Ross County had conceded more goals than goals in Dundee. But it's like you look at two million and buy WhatsApp and make auto delete. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Zuckerberg. <laughs> I've got a deal for you. <laughs> Disappearing messages. <laughs> Although you can get that down on WhatsApp. I, I think I just there was the card. He sadly wasn't there was the Cardiff manager. Aye. A friend, a friend of ours, Tommy, uses that. <laughs> Courts, uh, same or similar points tally as Mickey Mellon? Yeah, and, and he further got a lot of stick for saying that it was pretty similar football. I remember you got a lot of stick. I don't, but but I, I Courts, don't think Courts, Courts was a wee bit better. But yeah, yeah. And, and, but what I like, what I said this before. But still, 37 goals. And you could see in flashes what, he was, what he's going to do. Uh, and you saw them in little games, and there was little intricate. I'm thinking, right, that he's doing it slowly because he doesn't want to blow their minds. You can't give it to any of the managers that finished in that big. Yeah, just don't blob deserve it. No, I'm with you. I'm with I mean, you. It's all talking, but I mean, it's getting into Europe is an impressive achievement, yes. But then you actually strip it back a bit. It was very much default. So most overachieving manager. Hunch to go. That'll be the first time ever on this terrace. Eh? An old firm manager. Yeah, well, uh, I think we might have given it to Rogers for the invincible season. Yeah, just because it's never been done before. Yeah, no, everyone does it now. Joel, <laughs> I think they've done the travel four ne- years in a row. Ne- next season, they're both going to do it. They're going to draw each other four times. Joel Sked, oh, Postacoglu, yeah, yeah. It's um, all relative. I need to make. I forgot to message this. I wanted to make a late change to the most versatile. Um, sorry, miss. It's actually, by the way, that's an odd change I need to make. It's called Mister Versatile, not most. So that's an error on my part. Mister Versatile. Uh, can you get rid of the, the final person there? Yes, and uh, stop him for. Who? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Okay, okay. I thought this list was fucking outrageous. The most versatile. There's so many. I just didn't. I barely agreed with any of them. Uh, so my hands down, my my vote was. Oh, joke, joke. <laughs> you're you're bloody doing it again. <laughs> Jenny's on the phone. He's just trying to speed up. Lou Stevenson, come and pass me. I had a great time last night, by The fact that Joe wants. To, to us to speed this up, maybe you no. want to slow it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you know, know what? You know. 
but no, 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 no. This is all the time in the world. Uh, this isn't a uh, Fowler going for his grand's birthday lunch. <laughs> this, this is the award for Mr. Versatile, and the nominations are Lewis Stevenson at Hibernian, Liam Smith at Dundee United, Andy Halliday of Heart and Midlothian, and a late change, Joe Aribo of Glasgow Rangers. Uh, Tony, you're nodding away with Joe Aribo there. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I, I still, uh, I'm going to. Maybe I might be looked at a hippy bastard here, I don't know, but how Harry Clark's on this list is unbelievable. He barely fucking played. But he played the, the whole Ross County. <laughs> Ross County. You, got, you can't just ignore that whole period. That he, Ross played, oh, he played centre-back and right-back for Ross County and then left mid for Hibs. I I think he, missed, forgot. he missed six weeks at Hibs, but he still played the other 32. And he played right-back and centre-half for Ross County. He played left-wing-back for Hibs. And he played right-wing-back for Hibs. In my head, he, you and he scored in, loads. In my head, you signed him good. in the summer. Uh, and then he was out. Until recently, but, I mean, in terms of you want to be your your heavy cocksucker, there you've got Lewis Stevenson, <laughs> the, the world's most handsome man now, and he's missing in another one. If you want, he, he received uh, the most votes for this as well. Uh, th- this is, and, and I think he's, he's now, said, now recast as central midfielder. Somehow he was, he was be- he, he played his best football at centre midfield, and that's that's bad for Hibs and really overall that but that's that was that, something I don't know the best player in that way. I don't know whether it was kept in the show or not but when we had Lewis Stevenson on a view for the terrace who might have been our, our second ever guest after Bartley possibly third uh, the, 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 I don't know it's because like the, the Dundee guy Oh well, I'm obviously counting them. Good to see. Good to see the memory. Famous ones. Dundee guy or Cavie? Dundee guy. I was counting the guests where it was like we've got a guest on, not not the guy where we have to guess who he is. Remember, remember, Sean was like elephant polo. Elephant football. The homeless World Cup guy. The guy who won the homeless World Cup. Sean McGregor thought he was famous for elephant football. Hang on, is it? Is it elephant football? Just, what is that? Absolutely, well, absolutely. Well known on the pitches of Dysart. <laughs> Sorry, you, you were saying. So Lewis Stevenson told us that like everybody says because of that spell with Collins when he was playing in Centre Park all the time, he was like, everybody said for the rest of my career, he was like, oh, you're out of position now, aren't you? At left back. He's like, no, I've always been a left back. Yeah. I just got stuck there by Collins. But he was good. And I, 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 this season, he was uh, arguably our best. We still didn't use him there enough. He's arguably our best performer whenever he played in there compared to what? Um, so Jade or Hayes or Joe Neal, Joe Neal or and Josh Campbell. Josh Campbell, well, less mm. said about that there. Uh, he works hard. But Lewis Stevenson, I mean, he'll become this award. I imagine his name will be. Hey, as, the, as soon as he retires, Lewis Stevenson. As soon as he retires or leaves Scottish football, this is going to be renamed the Lewis. <laughs> I don't award. think Lewis Stevenson's leaving Scottish football now. I think we can safe to say he'll be retiring in Scotland. I will, Maybe they're putting throwovers. I always think that'd be a good one. Maybe well, that's where uh, I think that was his local team. Under, under Ian Murray as well now, but maybe not. We maybe need another season with a safe pair of hands at Hibs. To be honest, I'm just saying I would, I would like that to be put to the terrace chat and for a vote whether to name name after him. Okay, well, well, in the meantime, we'll, we'll, <laughs> sorry, why? What's, what's your problem? Uh, well, well, what do we think of? Well, let's listen. He's a lovely man, Julie. Know, surely you can put your your heart <laughs> yes, aside for yes. one thing. Okay, well, what about Andy Halliday then, Joel? You, he's a big, he's a big JT. I've been, I've been, and a, a ranger just like yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Glasses. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've been fairly, I've been fairly impressed and uh, fairly impressed and surprised. By Halliday mm-hmm. because he's played. You uh, were raging when he got a new deal, were you not? Was no, that was Rob. That was Rob. Uh, I, 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 I thought it made complete I don't sense. Think he was raging. No, I think he was fairly no, I think, sanguine. I think, about I think we talked about earlier. In, I think we it's... talked about earlier in the season. And said if he gets a new deal, we're going to be raging. But then he started playing well. So he, he plays. He's played centre back. Eh, sorry, centre mid, uh, left back, left wing back, podcaster, attacking mid, and he's never he's never Live really shows. Hit, he's never really hit, let hearts down, and he's come up with big moments as well. So. 
Yeah, I think that's another thing that makes him stand this season. It's not just he's not just been a cog. He's actually stood up and sort of been the man at points where he's, he's been needed. He's someone that Nielsen looks round to and goes, right, I've got a job to job for someone to do, and it's Halliday mm-hmm. that he trusts mm-hmm. to do that. In the cup final, wrong choice, but. Wrong choice, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Yeah. <laughs> what about Liam Smith? I I can't. I'll be honest and say I know he's a fullback. I didn't realise that he also played a number of well, positions. Well, it's an education it's for me. Mainly, well, it's mainly been this season that he's he's always been a very Liam Smith has always been the most right back to ever right back. Although he like if you imagine like if you imagine a player like like not like a say like think of a right back who's just all right and. Th- Try and describe them as a player. That's Liam Smith. But this season, he also done a very good job at right side and centre back in the back three. And incredibly, when he went in the centre of the park in midfield, he was great. Uh, he he's was. maintained that he's uh, even I think he started his career as fullback at Hearts, but in the youth teams, he played centre mid, uh. and he's maintained that he's he's best because he's like the inverse of Lewis Stevenson. Ah. Do you think there might be a chance you might sign for Manchester City? Because that's what Pep Guardiola likes. He likes uh, centre midfields playing it. Well, you can't rule it out tougher. The Manchester Derby, uh, Liam Smith against Dylan Levitt. Listen, it, it could happen. Yeah, it yeah. Could happen. What about Joe Rebo, Mr. Tickle? So the reason why I made you uh, pick Joe Rebo <laughs> at the end there, because I didn't initially put him on the list, mainly he didn't receive a lot of votes, and also I kind of thought... Again, our listenership. Yeah, again, our listenership. Um, but Rebo was it like, is. well, it's just a lot of variations of kind of almost the same I position, think, yeah. like uh, up front or on the wide up front or in centre mid. That's just all a bit similar. I'd completely forgotten he played left back at points this season as uh, well. Ah, yeah, so he did. That's what I'd forgotten until you said that right there. So that was like, as soon as I remembered that, I was like, because I meant to message you and say, oh, no, we need to add to yeah, and I completely forgot. So he's a late addition. But and he also gets my vote. <laughs> but I think, you're, you're, I think you're also, you're, you're, you talked about him, you've talked about him as he's, he's, he's played much of the same positions. I disagree with recently with the striker. I think that's a completely different yeah, position. Yeah, he's never played yeah, full on centre. That, that, that would forward. say it's the two. I would say it was two positions mainly. Like either centre mid or kind of as one of the wider forwards. Words. Play 10, or eight, 10, 8 or wide. Yeah. That was it. And under Gerard, that's a, it was a really tight In terms of Mr. Versatile, I just thought those it, oh, it's three separate yeah. positions. Yeah, yeah. There's at least two there that are quite similar. Yeah. And they scored in the European Cup final as yes. well. Did Liam Smith do that? Mm, don't think so. And uh, Aribo. No. Aribo. I don't think so. No. There was periods in the season. He was the best. Charlie goes to Manchester City. Yeah. So there was there was first half of the season. He was if you looked at contenders at that time for Player of the Year, he was one of the. You'd probably put him in the shortlist. But he was fantastic. He had kind of. Uh, no, so that's the big thing about Aribo at Rangers. He's never really been. Uh, he's, he's, he's always been a good player, but never that consistent. Like plays in moments and flashes. Like, yeah, yeah, but like, he's like do- where he could really dominate. Yeah, everything. consistent dominator for games. Oh. Uh, he's, he's never done that, but I think he, uh, he's always someone. Where I think there's a there's a, some skepticism amongst Rangers fans about Aribo just because they don't like you said these moments rather than. Mm. Um, so there's games where he just doesn't do anything he stinks and he's like, like get him off but he's a type of player I would always keep on because he can produce player, moments of magic yeah, he's players left, left foot or just a wee, just to swivel the hips yeah. space. some of the some of the European performances uh, some of the goals or the movements that Rangers have put together with just like Kamara and Aribo Lincoln mm. like they just looked so at ease on the, Europe, the European stage they're sort of like two players who are really really comfortable at taking the ball in tight spaces Yeah, and that's why they've always looked I think Joe Aribo another reason why you wouldn't want to take him off in Scotland that's what Rangers forwards are dealing with we call me pretty cut. much 99% of the time. 
Uh, so he becomes almost irreplaceable, especially with Hadji being injured. Aribo, he was another one that was quite similar. Mm. Aribo wins it for me again, because just like Joe said, the, the periods this season, he was one of the best players in the league. Yes, he had some downturns. He had some huge performances in Europe. And to be honest, the other guys in the list, just know that good, man. No, no not, yeah. not in the same it's not, it's, not, it's not a strong list. I said, I think there. I said Harry Clark. I think was above three of them, and that yeah. could lose Stevenson in that. Okay, so fellow, you campaign for Joe Rebo. Yep, presume you want him there. He's my Rebo, yeah, yeah. So scared. So wow, it's very Rangers and Celtic dominated. <laughs> All of a sudden, oh, like, this hey, is it's just like, well, hey, we have to make up for Bruce Anderson. Also, it also might be with the next award as well. This is the next two. <laughs> this is yeah, but that would be a laugh. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna argue for something else for the award uh, after the next uh, one. Yeah, I think yeah, the Shane Duffy Awards. What I'm looking forward to. <laughs> Do you like Rangers? Well, it's about to get a lot more Rangers <laughs> because this is the Discovery of the Year Award. The nominations are Calvin Bassey at Rangers, Calvin Ramsey at Aberdeen, Connor Barron also of Aberdeen, and Ross Graham. Of Dundee United, Tony Anderson, you've got a glint in your eye. Looks like you're trying to go about to shag me. <laughs> you better believe it. Uh, Ross, don't us to leave. <laughs> no, okay. I've people to watch, but Ross Graham, I'd be up for watching that. If we started shagging, you would be like, I am going to watch how this unfolds. <laughs> this is very strange. Don't tear my eyes away for this. I'd go next over, man. <laughs> Do you know what they're doing through there? Oh, that, oh what a shock. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Ross Graham's rise to prominence. <laughs> You've got to say he's been fairly remarkable because he was really, really poor at Dunfermline Athletic in the latter, the, the, the early part of the season under Peter Grant. No, everyone at the Dunfermline was really struggling. Oh, but he was... I'm still unsure if he's a good defender. Right, well, but but he was he was really really poor. There was, hey, was a game. It might have been a game against Air United where he was like directly responsible for a lot of the goals. <laughs> <laughs> like, like really really poor player. But he's gone into this Dundee United team and he's, he looks like a, a fairly competent player. Joel Sked, you might disagree, but but Tony, I I, I, I think he's the one that's been like, well, I didn't really I didn't really know much about Ross Graham mm. before this season and. I'm, I'm like Joel. I'm still not totally sold on how good he actually is, but again, the where he was and what he was considered, which was kind of a joke, yeah. to now playing in the team that, whether we like it or not, again the defaults, blah blah blah. He still played the team that finished fourth, and he became a relatively important cog in that. But I think that's enough talking about because we'll be here all night. And we're going to talk about Ross Graham for yeah. that long. Um, Connor Barron, too late on the scene too late, for me. Aye. Um, he was very good in, uh, alone at Kelty Hearts early in the season. Mm. He scored a really good goal against Stenhouse Muir. Uh, and it was it pretty much typified all the good stuff that Conor Barron does, that thrust that he gives the middle apart. Really always looks to try and play the ball forward. Yep. Yeah. Very sort of progressive player. And it was just uh, break, breaking between the lines. Uh, good wee bit of play, getting the 1-2 and then in goal. And it was a, a very well taken goal. So. I'm excited about him next season, especially with Lewis Ferguson leaving. He's going to get so much responsibility. Yeah. Like really it's great. As, as, like, as, as, a, as a fan of a lower league club, uh, as a fan of a lower league club, it's really great to see players mm. who have been with you or players who have played against you, players that have stood out that you know are perhaps too good for that level. But going up and making an impact immediately. Right yeah, immediately. Yeah. So like guys like Conor Barnett, it's great to see him doing well. There's a it's lot kind of the value. same thing as we get as in one of our players signs for an English Premier League club or something, and it just Aye. instantly good enough. And you're like, see, I was right. Actually, I said that's exactly what I said. He was good enough. There is a lot of people involved in Scotland who have got very high hopes for uh, Conor Barron. And I did, mind watching one of numerous shit Aberdeen performances when they drew one one at uh, St Johnson. He played in midfield three with Scott Brown and Lewis Ferguson, and the only one who looked like taking the game by the scruff of the neck looked like doing anything was. Quarter brand, like that frost. Mm-hmm. 
But let's talk about the two guys that might, if I like, bring you in here, the two guys that are actually going for this award. So I would say that Calvin Ramsey is probably the best in the terms of the spirit of the award, and that somebody that you really didn't know anything about whatsoever until this season, and he bursts on the scene, and he's great, and he was still pretty good for most of the campaign, even though he did fade away a bit towards the end. However... Calvin Bassey qualifies for this award, so for those of you who have not listened before, the qualification is had to be 21 or younger when the season started, he was, had to have played 15 fewer games uh, the the previous campaign uh, in, in the league, which he did. So Calvin Bassey definitely qualifies and he is undoubtedly the best player of this lot. <laughs> Calvin Bassey is ridiculously good. Right. He put in a man in that only nine, the Europa League final. Only nine good mm. games, apparently. That's what I'm hearing on, on Twitter. He is so you look well, at him. Two, two of them were major finals. <laughs> you, you you look at him and he is he's only just started playing centre back. So he's only started playing centre back this season. And there are areas of his game where yes, it's clear he's very raw, that he needs improvements, but that stuff that can be worked on uh, quite quickly quite quite quite, yeah. quite quickly if a good manager. His recovery pace, oh my his goodness. strength, yeah. his aerial his ability in the air, and his ability in one-on-one duels is just incredible. I've not, not seen anything like it since Van Dijk. But you saw that in the game against Frankfurt there, where he's trying to dribble the ball out around the halfway line, loses possession. This is late on in the match as well. Frankfurt player is on and go. And there's a probably a good 10 yards at that point, but he recovers it and is able to, to lean into the guy and, and put him off his shot. Just the, remarkable stuff. There was, a, there was a moment in the... Yeah, just like that, that, late on in the game, and he just shows his athleticism uh, against Celtic in this uh, Celtic in the semi-final of the Scottish Cup, where I think it was... Uh, That's right, it's an extra time, that extra time. Yeah, yeah. And he's... I, I can't remember if he was, was playing left-back or centre-back, uh, and he's still bombing, making an overlapping uh, run in, like, the 115th minute. Mental. You could talk about how... To, uh, on the theme of how tiresome Celtic Rangers fans are. The, the debate over where he was offside and that was just... Oh, uh, this, this is why we're getting VR. It's aye, all because of you user made fucking it losers. Aye. Um, aye, Bassey, like the what he's going to do for either be it Rangers or for another manager elsewhere is if you've got Bassey there, you can change the whole way you play. Mm. You he can, can play just, left He can play left back, left wing back, centre back and a two, centre back and a three. Yeah, so All of a sudden you can really get your team and push them so far yeah, up the park there because you've got a guy there, one, who's very good in the ball, who can carry the ball at defence, mm. who can pass on and then if the team loses it, boom, he can go the other way. And he's and shown he's, that he can do that at any stage of a match. Yeah. Not even just in one match where he's played extra time a few days earlier, and then he's doing it again next time. So, if you're a manager, like, honestly... He's like, he's like a boy at fives. He plays one game of fives, and he goes straight into yeah. another game of fives. <laughs> so, I mean, if you're a manager, for what you want to sign, and for everything you work on, I'm maybe going to go a bit far here. Celtic fans will be rolling their eyes. <laughs> he could, he they could stop like, listening by this point, don't uh, worry. He, he could, he's at a stage now where I think pretty much any manager would be willing to take a risk on him at any club. Mind and just say like because like there's not like I for the money that well. like 20, 25 million for what he can do and what he can bring and what you need to tidy up a little bit but those attributes that he's got are just like that's what you want that's exactly what you're searching again, for he done it in a Europa League yeah, final yeah so, so they've already proven he's proven it he's, at like pretty much the top level he's not he's not as polished and refined as Virgil van Dijk was when mm. he moved to Southampton but I think Scottish football is starting to get a Big, better recognition within English football that you just think he is going to be a star. He's going to make someone a lot of money. Sign him, spend that money. Instead of Southampton, spend him. Just Liverpool, uh, just rather than it. cut out the middleman, just sign him. Yeah, you don't have to pay 75 million, you can just pay the 25 million. Uh, now. Spurs. 
Yeah, instead of yeah, using no, Matt, so Matt Doherty left wing yeah. back. Is and a lot of and then he can also on top of all that, like you're saying, he can plug holes for you as mm. well. Arsenal, oh, he'd be a great play, actually a really good sign for Arsenal. I think join the Champions Club. Uh, fuck, fuck. Hey. <laughs> I fucked it like Arsenal in the final weeks of the season. Yeah. Oh fuck, he got me. He, he got <laughs> eventually recovered to get Record me. Record off. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mic drop. Is it fair to say we're all unanimous here? Calvin Bassey as the discovery of the season. I'm really, really yeah. excited yes. about. It. I think we're going to be saying in a few year, like years time I might he played for Rangers because I'm yeah, still really excited there. about Calvin Ramsey as well yeah I mean it yeah, looks like he yeah. might be and now like Scottish fullbacks have got this re- huge reputation now where teams like like now Italy because of like the success we used, used to only there. produce centre midfielders now all we do is produce fullbacks but just attack because they, 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 Italian teams want wing backs so he's mm. perfect for them he's yeah. attacking needs to improve massively defensively yeah but, but Ramsey's also got the thing that would be the hardest thing to teach which is the crossing ability yeah that'd be the hardest thing to bring on to a composure as well just like yeah. in tight areas oh. Brilliant. It's classic, just we all want to sell all our best young players to Italy. But, yeah, well, it's better to sell it to the cunts down south. More, <laughs> Lee, more Lewis Stevenson's, more Liam Smith's, more Andy Aldi. Hey. <laughs> now, let's go. This is perhaps hey. the most fun one. This is the one that everyone looks forward to. This was to. fucking clap. This was ram. This could have been millions <laughs> of people. There was 250 or something responses. <laughs> <to this. laughs> oh, yes, listeners. You know exactly what we are talking about. This is the Shane Duffy Award for worst signing. We had to boil it down to just four uh, it could have been 40 uh, we've got yeah. just four here Chris Mueller of Hibernian mm. Aaron Ramsey at Rangers uh-huh. Matty Longstaff of Aberdeen or Nadia Chifchi at St Johnson. I disagree with this one <laughs> <laughs> that is mental when you've got James O'Carthy at Celtic and 40 grand a week on a four year deal they, they chuck in Nadia Chifchi you just, you're or just, Ben Woodburn you're just a uh, Ben Woodburn's no, not no, worth signing that. That's harsh. I think the most, most disappointing like, 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 James Scott. Like, yeah, he's got very think, lucky. I, I, yeah, he just for scoring four goals in the last two games of the season. Dead rubbers. That, that actually makes it worse because James Scott's like he's sticking the fingers up at the end. I was never trying. <laughs> uh, but, and, and, but I'm good and I'm off. I think we can probably discount Chifty. I think the, the idea was that there was a bit of... Uh, it was going to be a bit of mischief. There was a bit of mischievous yeah, there. We boring. thought they could perhaps, yeah. we could perhaps like so rekindle that that the, the spirit they had at Dundee United. Yeah, yeah. But even in Motherwell, because he did go back, he did go and loan to Motherwell, and he was good for Motherwell. He done kind of, he didn't score an awful lot, but he had done a lot of kind of chiffy things mm. that made him a fun player. He done none of that. At St. He was, none of it. It was great on his debut uh, at Hearts, uh, except that he missed chances and gave away a goal. <laughs> <laughs> He never even done any of the Raj stuff, so he wasn't yeah. even fun for that. Yeah. Like biting Jim McAllister. Okay, right. Well, we'll discount Shifty Tony. The one player I want to ask you specifically about is Mr. Chris Mueller. Surely, pound for pound, aye, pound for pound, one of the, if not one of the worst signing in Hibernian history. He's he's certainly up there because it's not just the. It's, there's, there's so many different angles. To yeah, look at yeah, the, of course. To look at the signing from, like there's the, the performances, which is the most obvious one. Dreadful. Clearly, like. So like far out of his league, the pace of the game, the like how quickly he was getting shut down. He just didn't like it. He was he wanted to. He looked like he had a bit of talent. You could see there was a bit of technique. You could see what's been seen, but he was obviously doing it in a league where no one like the game's allowed to be played in that way. Absolutely no chance he's ever going to be able to play 
in, in Scotland specifically I mean it's like possibly if he wants to break into European football he's possibly went to the single worst <laughs> league for his sort there, of attributes because yeah. there's, there's talk of him being uh, talk of being quick and then you actually watch footage of him he's like yeah he's, he's not quick no he's not good he, technical player but he's relatively technical yeah the technical was the thing maybe there was a nice touch but then his arse started to go so even the technique started to go because it was panicky it, it did look uh, it did actually look quick in MLS which I think tells you a lot about MLS yeah. on top of that the outlay though was a rumours that he was on like a well, certain Marvin Bartley strolled on stage and was very vocal about no, I was gonna, oh I was, you can't grass him up though I was going to say I was going to say <laughs> an associate of ours <laughs> <laughs> Let's call him Marvin B. No, wait, that's too obvious. But we were trying to. M. Bartley. He didn't go into specifics on how much he was on, but certainly, like when we were trying to guess, it was like it was like it was like, uh, it was like uh, price, I was like yeah. the price is right. Trying to go there higher, lower. Been, so when we got to ticket money at the but live the, show. when we got to the point when it was about like ten thousand, eleven thousand pounds a week, he actually said, "Oh God, I'm, I, I can't go on like this." So I mean, if he was in sort of like like low five digit sums, that is a phenomenal outlay for someone outside the Rangers. The, it is. Um, there's been there's there's been a couple of reports who have tried to or a couple of reports that have played down how much Hibs have spent on uh, Muller. Well, you saw the statement when he left the club. The statement on their website, effectively, the second line of that says, "We will not be going into details." Yeah, 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 yeah. Rather than that being somewhere down towards the bottom, that was like the second. He, that's like, well, he cost, everyone wants everyone to know yeah, yeah. how much. The, he yeah. the, the reality is, he cost Hibs an absolute shitload. Yeah. Uh, I I've heard figures between eight and a half and ten grand, and from trusted uh, trusted yes. trusted I've, people. I've heard the same. And they like they had a flat kind of flat for him. Like, obviously, some of that was um, incentivized. Like oh, bonuses, George Street, yeah. yeah. Not, not just we've seen on George Street. He was like in town. They like, stayed around the corner of George because he done. He was doing as as I've said before. That period I was in Tenerife and Hibs signed about six players and like Melkerson and all that. That was my favorite part of the entire season when the close season was on and we were signed. I was like, everything's going to be great. Going to get over. It's going to be fucking great. It wasn't. But we, so I'm, I was lying by the pool listening to podcasts. And Chris Miller talking. He sounds like a great guy. Even though they've kind of cut their costs, he's going to continue to cost Hibs because the, the spate of new contracts they signed earlier in the season was because Chris Mueller was uh, coming yeah, yeah, on yeah, high wages Christian Dorian just got a new new deal and then they tried to bid him and aye, they tried to bid him in January and he also might be done he might be done, Christian uh, Deutsch. There was a thing when uh, he should be—he should be most disappointing sorry, player. Uh, go, go, sorry, go, go, sorry, sorry to go back to talk about like a, a view for the terrace. But we had a, a, a former Hibernian manager was was on the show, and we asked him about about Chris Mueller and and, and why he chose to sign him. And all he said was like, uh, "Wasn't my choice." Uh, very, very telling. The only to, thing, we, and the only thing we've missed to, out is he's done. Uh, he does a whole book about uh, motivational and, and, and pushing out your limits and self-help and all that. And, 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 and interfering with owls. Yeah, and then he, and then he, crawl, then he crawls away and actually talks about how difficult it was when people were giving him stick and all that. The was first all, opportunity he had yeah, to leave the country, yeah, yeah, he takes like, it. Uh, yeah. And with, with him being on so much money, he must have been shitting it to turn that money down. <laughs> he had it for four years and he's walked away from it um, because he didn't because people were being too nasty. And he's got a fucking book about... Being the B2B, being the best, and all this, and rising above it, and all that, you're a fucking grifter. So. Like, you're, 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 absolutely, you're absolutely fucking at it. Do you think, like, Ron and Ian Gordon will have learned anything from this? No. I, I, I think they might have because they've got Lee Johnson, and by all accounts, Lee Johnson's now just in charge of transfers. That, that, that tells you a lot, like. And they want to be brought to be taught to look at teach Ian Gordon how to do things. Do that in your own time. <laughs> <laughs> do that in your own time. 
They just just on the Mueller where he put up the picture of himself with the owl and some quote, and then Martin Boyle slagged him, yeah. and then he deleted it. <laughs> Straight. Oh, it seems like a, 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 he gave off the impression of a Scientologist, but a, like, but you can't write a book about mentality and motivation and then sort of Bottle. crumble yeah. at the at the first sign of weakness. A deeply thin-skinned, weird yank. Uh, just y- yanks in Scottish football, fire and water, ice yeah. and water, sorry, uh, oil and water. It doesn't mix. <laughs> ice and water, lovely. Ice, ice, ice and water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. two, two improves on water. Uh, very similar things. Ice and water. Now let's look at Aaron Ramsey. I think that. Shall we pound, leave him to the last? I because I think we know he's going to win the award. <laughs> uh, well, there's, there's a debate to be had. Okay, there's a debate to be had. Uh, certainly, let's look at then Matty Longstaff, who went and loaned to Aberdeen for Newcastle United. Matty Longstaff famously scored a, a really good goal and a win over Manchester United, thinking that he was going to come up here. A lot of people said he would absolutely cruise it, but very, very quickly was found out of his depth. And on top of that, I just don't think he ever really got stuck in or gave the impression could that it, he, was, he was even remotely interested Just couldn't hack Aberdeen. it. Just uh, couldn't hack it at all. I, I was actually, I was, I was thinking, that's a real coup. That is a real yeah, coup for Aberdeen. Yeah, I was worried about that. It's almost like kind of a statement sign. It's like, okay, mm. they, they, they mean business under Stephen Glass. And then you watched him. Didn't really do anything. Like, maybe give him a couple of games and he watched him again and he just never inserted himself on a game Scared at any the ball. point. Which is not good for a and just Or just being involved at any point, like tackling, running. I think that was, the, fun the, it was these, always these it was are fundamentals all, of any position. It's almost like a, like a pre-evo or a FIFA glitch where uh, it's just a player kind of just running, uh, they just just running on the spot. And his, uh, his, <laughs> his friend of the show, Chris Finn, said on Twitter uh, when the, we put it out on this and then people were replying, it was uh, one of those signings that... And the fact that he was so rubbish, it was kind of like a unifying thing for like Scottish football ah, fans. It's when it happens. Because like, obviously when he signs that. everybody down south, it's like, oh, he'll tear Scottish football up, they're scored against Man United. And even, to be fair, even like Joe said, we thought it was going to be a coup, we thought it was going to be like a... Because when you have that... I was pedigree, it all action, yeah, man. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Decent. Like, we, we kind of assumed like Benny Marengabe was going to be good because he'd played Premier League games mm. forever. And you're just like, oh, if you're good enough to do that, you should be good enough to play in the Scottish mm. Premier League. So you did kind of assume it about Longstaff. And he was absolutely rotten, mm. rotten, and it's just great whenever that happens because you just turn around to all these arseholes and say like they're they're grandkids going to Scottish football and just give them the two fingers and say, well, how would, how do you explain that? Didn't he spent the the latter part of the season on loan at Mansfield yes. and his manager Darren Ferguson? No, 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 uh, Nigel, Nigel Clough. That's was the the son of a famous manager. Nigel Clough was very complimentary about him. He said he was like Pirlo but ginger and the best player that's League played two, at this level. Like League Two. But there's a, there was another, uh, um, yeah, I don't think he's the best player at that level this season. But it's a d- d- debate for another time. You, you know, never time. Li- you know a lot about linked to? Uh, no, uh, but Ellie Anderson's on loan. He's a Scottish youngster on loan from Newcastle, yeah. and he's uh, very, very high related. Ah, he's, he yeah. just tore up at Bristol Rovers. Excellent. Is he a goalkeeper? Is he he's a, a forward player. Oh, right. Even better. Okay. Been a goalkeeper for the Scotland national team. Yeah. Do you want Do you want Xander Clark playing for Scotland? Do you want your kids to wake up seeing Xander Clark playing for Scotland? Well, no. The last one kid he spoke to was crying her eyes out, wasn't she? At the touchline. So that was because he was die. a whole nation, a whole nation. <laughs> I was going to say that's because he's leaving. That's he's still under contract for all yeah. season. I thought it was a bit weird. Ah, right. Like, that's obviously made him listen, 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 <laughs> listen, listen. Small <laughs> we're, we're skirting around the issue. We're skirting yeah. the issue. Aaron Ramsey at Annan Rangers. Ramsey. Aaron Ramsey at Rangers came in uh, towards the tail end of the transfer window on loan from Juventus. His wages at the old lady are supposed to be like £400,000 per week. On paper, a massive coup for Scottish football to get a player like that. And 
We did not see a single cent from Aaron Ramsey to suggest it was value. Rangers, money. Rangers. If they if that opportunity came up, Rangers had to go for it. They yes. had to sign him. They he had was a bona fide, really, 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 really good player, top quality. But he top hadn't class. played. That's the thing. He'd only played a handful of games over the last two seasons. But it was just it never, uh, never at any point did he look as, as if he was going to be a starting player for Rangers. Good. He played. I'm actually surprised that in the end he was the one, and this is why you should like. I would say like, because I don't think he was that awful compared to like some like it's called the Shane Duffy award because Shane Duffy was properly bad. I don't Cost know. Goals. I don't know if Aaron Ramsey in, in Scottish football was properly bad. In fact, he wasn't. He wasn't properly bad in Scottish football. He yeah, was a major. Nice he was yeah. a major disappointment. I, 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 I expect we're going for uh, expectations. Expectations in, in terms of what he was Dundee. I remember it that. Was, but it's still. But the, and the reason Damn why the reason why I'd say it, it <laughs> so sh- <could> I <laughs> the reason why I say it should be him is because he missed the penalty which yeah. cost Rangers forty million, but yeah. possibly cost him forty million pounds. But what I was just going to say as well is that it was also like that disappointing that he played. I was surprised that he was even in the position to take that because he was one of the very few Rangers like experienced players who might have had a chance to play in the Europa League final who played the game before against Hearts, and even then he was. Eh, I mean, he was outshone yeah, by were, he were. was outshone by Alex Lowry and the the boy yeah. at right back who was pretty good as well who's they, who they, never heard of before. They rested Scott Wright to, for a European final and played Aaron Ramsey with the B team against Hearts. Ah, it's incredible <laughs> you saw when you saw me. I know you're, you're going back a couple of years, but when you saw him in his <laughs> in his final <laughs> year at the Arsenal Football Club, he was just a fabulous yeah, player. Phenomenal. Yeah. You know, just a real like a number eight, a real driving force in the middle of the park. Someone. Talked about. I'm not going to compare him to Conor Barron, but you know, someone who who could dictate the tempo, someone who control possession, someone who gave the team so much forward thrust and stuff. And goals, and goals, and goals, and goals on top. He was good for about eight or nine goals a season mm. at the Arsenal Football Club. But and that's the big. But other than the game against fucking Annan or Dundee, both in the Scottish Cup, he got a goal against Celtic. It was a good that. goal. I, I beg your pardon. So that was a good goal. But after that first ten minutes, he, yeah, he barely yeah. touched the ball. It was, it was an you unused were, sub against Hearts in the final. You're not saying like he, he was a. I don't think he did anything bad other than the penalty miss, but just he just wasn't yeah. very good. That, that's, that's yeah, so so big, underwhelming, yeah. so underwhelming. You're the biggest name to ever come in here since Gaza or Gaza whatever. That's the biggest name to come in. And what's funny is that he, Rangers achieved what they said he was coming in to help them to do. Without him. With, with, despite him. And yeah, I, think, yeah, I know yeah. that always seems quite funny because it was him that would take them on to the next time. He was coming in for that, I want to play in the Dortmund game. He couldn't. He was injured. And that was the reason he come. But they got through without him. And mm-hmm. then it was like, he'll maybe help. You never know. They might be able to get to the, to the quarterfinals now with, with Aaron Ramsey oh. and obviously win the league. But they, they achieved all this unbelievably, which has seemed wild. That they, uh, but the only time, that's, that's you're absolutely the only time they had to count on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a sad thing to say. Because I love it. Everyone in their fucking dog know he's going to miss as well. I just say it. He's absolutely right. Around the country. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And the thing is, it comes down to at no point over his time was he. Did he look like he was capable of being a first team regular for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst? No, I don't. It was a squad player. They signed, they signed Aaron Ramsey, and he essentially was a squad player. He still, he still don't get my vote though. I'm giving, I'm giving my vote to Chris Miller. I'd, you know someone I would... It's a fucking tough one, this. The eh? thing is, the thing is, like, because I would say, other than that penalty miss, right, Rangers didn't necessarily... I know it's a big thing to say. Rangers didn't necessarily lose anything by by signing Aaron Ramsey. With Chris Mueller, 
the degree of expectation, what they got in return for the outlay, and the contracts they, they, they handed the out. Contract, and on top of that, that you have to, if Chris, if, if he's on this, well, I want three yeah, yeah. as well. Another big thing from it is so Ramsey was just like mind when Ramsey got. It, it just happened really quickly. Mm-hmm. It was like so kind of. Well, Fabrizio Romano yeah, tweeted about like, it like no chance. Oh, oh, hold on, and then it just happened really. And yeah. next he's flying to Glasgow. He's he landed in Glasgow. He's he's like, I love it. Uh, it's all happening. Uh, that was exciting. That was exciting. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. However, and then but on the flip side, you had uh, Mueller. I love it when it happens in football. Uh, like, the Chris, love Chris Mueller is when it was a hype. Whenever, yeah, whenever a Scottish team signs someone and it's like they, they just get this hype, it's like they expect to sign them. Vanacek and Austin, you're like hype, 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 never deliver. It's like it's like this will probably, this will probably go down as the the gold standard of this of this award we'll ever have in the terms for so. so like, but the Longstaff won with, it, with the exception of the guy it was named after the, the season before. Yeah, but you know what oh I mean in terms, of the, in terms of the terms of the hero coming to win the ten. Been one of Celtic's all time worst ever signings. Ah, they, 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 how many goals is this guy going to score for centre half? That was the kind of stuff we were getting. Uh, but thing is, we've got the Matty Longstaff who's coming, who's going to stroll it. So that's the beautiful one, of, as you say, unifying everyone about it. Anne Ramsey, the biggest name player, flopping. Then Chris Miller, sort of the highest paid sort of flop. And Every- also bringing the book with them, bringing yeah. all that. So it's a like box office, all three of them. It's uh, absolutely great. Every other... Quintessential Scottish football. E- every fan <laughs> of every other team would just uh, see Chris Miller like, he's going to be a disaster. Yeah, yeah. I really want him to be a disaster. Everyone he was. And I think that that's, that the, the, the book gives it that added layer of tragedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That a guy that is telling other people how to overcome <laughs> the, the fears and their anxieties and their adversities <laughs> that the first chance he gets he fucks well, off back he gives up that suit. money he's given up that money That's, that tells so much about how he was shitting himself he, but he's, he's, you go back to that tweet you can see it very early on he gets uh, he gets poked by uh, Martin Boyle uh, sla- slagged on it social media slag, and, it, it was, it, all he said was we're going to have words about this tomorrow uh, and he deletes Chris Miller Chris Miller just out of interest, who were some of the other nominations for, for this award, if you can think off the top of your head? Uh, James no. McCarthy was one. No, James McCarthy, I got a few. James McCarthy, J- aye, James McCarthy. I had him there ahead of uh, Chifchi. Yeah, I know, I just wanted to share the love of it. And to be fair, Chifchi, share the love Chifchi, of negativity. Chifchi did get, <laughs> Chifchi did get more votes because there was a lot of St. Johnson fans. Uh, to be fair, like St. Johnson, the list of St. Johnson players, St. Johnson signed a guy who I'd literally never heard of and never played a single game. See, they get Sand? a lot of names, and I don't like those no, ones. No, no, uh, Hector Ingram? Yes, him. Hector Ingram. Sounds like Charles Ingram. The disgrace major. There's also rumours that St. Johnson paid six figures for Theo Bear, which, uh, if, if true, is absolutely wild. You could chuck Lee Griffiths. Yeah, aye. For Dundee. Um, and Falkirk. I suppose it said that... Uh, well, Dundee would have been... A lot of, there was a lot of Aberdeen players as well, like um, Jack Gurr. Jack Gurr. Was <laughs> oh, yeah. David Bloody Bates. David Bates. Declan Gallagher. Declan Gallagher. Jet. I, Aberdeen could have had their own one. Celtic could have had their own for the best. Yeah. Aberdeen could have had their own. That was one of the best responses we had was for this one. Oh, Nathan. Aberdeen fan responded with uh, it was in Photoshopped. It was two players lifting a trophy and they'd Photoshopped uh, Jet and Matty Longstaff's face on each one to, to share the award for one. It was, uh, I think it was James Scott. Scott. Is another one we've not uh, seen? Nathan Wood. One game got beat 3 0 off Dundee United. A team, that's three of their goals. They only scored 37 <laughs> and 38. But with Nathan Wood, our England, another 20 captain popped in. Three goals, not a problem. And he was up the road straight after. Maybe not for you, mate. That right back that Rangers signed, who nobody's ever seen. Oh, yeah, I forget his name. The Polish boy. Uh, oh, he, he had an injury. He's got an, had an injury. All right. Well, Ray, oh, then. Bakuna. Aye, Bakuna. Yeah, he got a few shouts. 
And obviously, we can't, if you go into the lower leagues, there'll be people screaming. Obviously, people will be screaming, the man we will not say. Yeah, uh, yeah, aye. So oh, fuck, aye. That's, <laughs> you should never be mentioned again. <laughs> yeah. I suppose if we do a lowly equivalent, yeah, David Goodwill, he would be. I mean, oh, I just. Come on, uh, now. <laughs> <laughs> we can't, we can't, you can't just roll, raise him. I know, aye. He's Lord Voldemort of like, this podcast. Uh, like, uh, Christ, remember we've done podcasts with Sean, putting all that unpleasantness to one side. He's actually a really good player, <laughs> but yeah, like culturally, uh, I think that's you know you can we can have a laugh about Chris Mueller, but definitely the worst signing. But it was one of the worst. Hey, signings. Ambrose, another one. He was absolutely yeah, fucking dirge for St Johnston. Yeah. Yeah. We all knew it. Let's probably just bring it back to a positive. Let's, <laughs> yeah. la- let's laugh at Effie Ambrose. Ambrose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. always been laughed at. That's Scottish football culture. Laugh at Effie Ambrose. There was quite a few Dundee United fans who mentioned a player who I'd barely heard of. See, I don't like. I was just saying there. I don't like that. I like the ones. That, oh, but you have to play. Yam, you have to play there. But fun Maxime. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing here. Yeah. I mean, who's that? It's much more fun talking about the guys there that have come with. Fucking uh, Diallo was pretty shit for Rangers. Yeah, as well. Diallo was shit. Uh, they Getting hooked at <laughs> halftime Diallo's, against. Diallo's going back yeah. to Man United. Just go. Thank fuck for Ramsey. <laughs> 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 Jello, like when he played that game at Parkhead in the yeah. 3-0 game, they looked like a child. <laughs> yeah. He was getting battered. How many, over the how, many players, how many big name players have come up to Scottish football recently and just been shy? It's, it's weird. It's a unique game here. People it never, it's like, aye, it's not the best, but it is unique. And people, if you don't come with the right attitude, mm-hmm. you will get found yeah, out. That's why I think, that's why I just, been particularly because I, I, I can't stand him as a player, can't stand him as a man. When Joey Barton was here mm-hmm. pitching up in Scotland uh, after leaving, after I had quite a good season with Burnley, left in a free transfer because he fancied having a shot up here and got absolutely the pic- is it The picture of him in the goal at Parkhead with balloons, uh, beach balls just surrounding him. And that's <laughs> yeah. It's not the whole thing, it's a 50 50 as well. We went for a 50 50. Our, our the referee did a drop ball with Scott Burnett and Scott Burnett absolutely cemented him. Uh, and Greg, Greg Taylor, Taylor, Greg Taylor, <laughs> of course. That was his best game, that was his debut, and I think he says afterwards, like, I didn't play that bad, I got man of the match in my, my debut, I was like, I watched that game, you were definitely not man of the match, yeah. the reason you got man of the match was Sky, <laughs> Sky Sports were covering the game and they wanted to talk to you yeah. afterwards. Uh, I, I, again, remember there was a period where he started wearing glasses and people thought, wow, he's intellectual, yeah, yeah, and he yeah, started yeah. quoting like Nietzsche uh, on, yeah, yeah. On, on, on Twitter. He had his, uh, started his own podcast as well. Has he? Uh, no, this was uh, what, around that around time. That, around it? that time. Fucking no. Scott Brown's done all right. Get a wee bit, a wee bit. I mean, he literally just signed for Aberdeen and then retired midway through the season. Not Aye, great. He's Not great for a signing. Like, really, when they just retire. Especially if you look at it When you're in a relegation battle. Especially if you're looking at it from an Aberdeen perspective, a lot of fans had to put their... Because he started off really well as well. Aye. And a lot of fans had to put their kind of... Um, what's the word? To, to the side because he they really didn't like Scott Brown for... How he reacted to the the Shea Logan uh, mm, allegations, course, yeah. so they, they had to put the principles to the side to then welcome him, mm. and he started to play well, and then it's like, oh yeah, let's forget about how he was. But they were, they, apologizing they were about Bruno. How, how he's uh, making excuses for a racist, and then it was like, oh no, shit, we wish we really hadn't done that. Because in the end, he's actually rubbish. He did score. He did score. Ibrox number else. He said that was good. So that, that was, was good. That was yeah. a cracking header. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, was another thing. I'm sure Graham Fuels made the point. It's like, oh, he'll bring a winning mentality. But yeah, it's easy to bring a winning mentality. We've got really good players around you. Not so good when you've got Declan Gallagher and David Blake centre back. Matty Longstaff alongside you. Uh, Oh dear me. So Aberdeen literally could have just had that whole category. Yeah. That was good fun. That's yeah. probably been the highlight of the evening. You might want to edit that earlier into the <laughs> show. Look at yeah, you really. you Just moved to about an hour and 25 minutes. Have <laughs> a great time. Uh, there, there, was, there was an award show we done one year that lasted three hours. Really? Let's try and beat that. <laughs> <laughs> 
What have we got? Two, two left. Two left. Yeah. This is uh, this is. Uh, I remember watching um, Apocalypse Now Redux. It was the first time I'd ever seen Apocalypse Now, and obviously the the Redux. There's, there's all this stuff that wasn't in the theatrical release was put into it, and the the stuff that was put into it was that uh, Martin Sheen's character he goes and smokes heroin in this house, this like in this sort of like French colonialist house. No wonder it was left. There was a guy smoking heroin. It really slowed the film down. <laughs> really, uh, in more ways than one, having a philosophical conversation while smoking heroin really, really slowed the film down. It also was a quite slow f- movie, didn't we? My point exactly. Yeah. My, my point exactly. Anyway, we're moving on to... Well, let's talk about sex. Let's talk about the Stuart Armstrong Award for, for Most Handsome. And there are four very good-looking men who have qualified for this list. Uh, I would recommend having a mobile phone or a laptop with you so you can Google them to see the pictures. Yeah, because two of them barely kicked the ball. Yeah, <laughs> I really had to look up. Uh, I'd never even heard of one of them. But anyway, the nominations are Charlie Mulgrew at Dundee United, Sondra Solholm Johansson at Motherwell, Sebastian Soto at Livingston and Matt O'Reilly at Celtic. Craig Fowler, you're the most feminine looking out of the m- most of us because of your hair. Uh, who would you say is the most handsome player in the Premiership? Uh, I just want to say, first of all, that Craig Gordon didn't make the list um, because he when, when I tallied up the votes, he was tied with a couple of other players here and Craig Gordon is going to feature on the next award we're going to talk about. So I gave some other players some time in the limelight. But okay. my, my, my vote is going to Sondre Solheim Johansson. Right. I, that, now, see, I looked at him earlier. He was perhaps uh, the, the, the person I would least like to be locked, oh. in, a, locked in a sauna with. <laughs> Do you feel bad about yourself? <laughs> no, just because he's just, he's just fairly... I mean, he's, he's like ha- bland, blandly handsome. I know what I mean, describe I know. him. But I think he is the most... I think he's the most kind of rugged looking out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Charlie Mulgrew. Charlie Mulgrew's a handsome man, but I don't know. Something That's like, why I'm trying, I'm trying to grow my hair. Yeah, I say, tell us how basic his entire future on Charlie Mulgrew. <laughs> <laughs> Not my entire future, but no. I've, I've, I've what can I be asking people are raging all the time? No, <laughs> I, I think that as a man, you get to a certain stage in life where you just have the same haircut all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is the type of stage in my life when I want to try something different. I would, so I would, I would try and grow it longer. Like, like Charlie, uh, like Charlie Mulgrew. I would, I would say it's for me. It's between uh, Sondra Solheim Johansson and Charlie Mulgrew for this award because I do think Sebastian Soto, yeah, good looking boy, very, very clean cut looking. Yeah, he, uh, he looks like a wee boy. The, 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 the big thing for yeah. Soto is his hair. I think yeah, his yeah, hair's done it for him uh, this season because if you see images from his past, he's like, somebody's been on Google. Somebody has typed Sebastian Soto into Google and has seen the photographs from his previous. Yes. Like, he does. I agree with you. I thought the photographs of him Livingston with the sort of the, the wavy hair looked very yep. uh, Home Alone. Sorry, and home, and, home and away. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Matt O'Reilly looks like he drinks in George Street, so he's a no for me. I don't know, Matt O'Reilly doesn't even look that good looking to me. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's not ugly, but it certainly doesn't stand out to me as... I mean, considering Darren McGregor's not made this award, come off it. Basic. I would, I would, I would call Darren Matt McGregor hasn't played enough games. <laughs> well, but I don't know, I think you have to play. <laughs> Sebastian Soto, I, mean, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think literally played six. Yeah, I mean, so that's all he'll be remembered for. I'm not going to be giving him it just so he gets to feel good about something. <laughs> well, Riley looks after don't know a player mixed between Ryan Christie and someone else. Ryan Christie looks like a bit of a doofus. It does. You just imagine like uh, Ryan Christie wearing big uh, glasses with a bit of tape in them and a bow tie. (laughs) Ryan Christie looks like he could have played the role of the cop in Scream. (laughs) What a scary movie! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think I'm going to go for 
Johansson, that one of him on the beach. Yeah, uh, I've like, not seen that. Olive see skin that one. as well. I mean, I'm thinking about other things that are not just. He's got very, facials. very good jawline as well. Yeah, and he's, so that, that's that's where I'm going. He yeah, I'm gonna go for Johansson. He reminds me of uh, actor Alan Richson, who does he plays Reacher on Amazon Prime. I'm sorry, I only watched watch good things, so I missed that one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just that you got plenty of time. <laughs> I know who it died. Oh, is that the Tom Cruise movie? It's the... the re- I know, but there's a TV version of that. The, the, big, okay, the okay, okay. big controversy about yeah. the Tom Sci-fi. Cruise movie was that Jack Beecher for the books was supposed to be this guy who was absolutely massive. And if, <laughs> Tall, you, yeah. and if you can think about an actor who is not, who is famously not absolutely massive... Ronnie Corbett. <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, the, 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 role, the role he was born to play. <laughs> So can we get some consensus then? Um, yeah, I think we've all gone for yeah, uh, Mother for part Graham, point. Graham pushed. Graham also was pushing. I, I was getting loads of photos from Graham. Of who, him, so. who is he? He's uh, a centre back. He's he all right. Play, yeah, he's played. He's played yeah. quite often. Yeah, this season. Yeah, he's played a bit. Mother with a fucking shit. Oh, so yeah. just right. top six, might be. Yeah, exactly. Aye. Maybe, maybe, one, maybe one, one win and maybe if you imagine him with his hands on his head having just watched Rangers score a goal at Fir Park that might jog your memory ah yes <laughs> now you're pressing a buzzer inside my skull yes that is who Sandra so home your hands is uh, yes <laughs> fair, fair play I, I will pay more attention and, and, and look out for him uh, next season Couple of, I did uh, uh, it was a lower league 11 good looking uh, I did that earlier in the, in the season uh, and like the defence really picked itself. You've got Craig Barr in there, mm-hmm. Craig Watson, mm-hmm. Adam Corbett at Stenhouse Muir. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's, he's, he's very handsome. I mean, you uh, are a, a, a Corbett acolyte almost. I'm, I'm, I'm looking to sponsor his jersey. Yeah, I mean, season. in every facet, like, everywhere. TV, see the worst radio. Thing, see, the worst thing is, Tony, the worst thing is, though, at the tail end of the season, Sean McGuigan and Robert Borthwick came to Stenhouse Muir versus Stranraer. I was like, wait till you see this guy in action. You can, you can see where this is going the way I'm setting this up <laughs> wait do you see this guy in action he's absolutely fantastic like uh, we've not been Sonora all season this is what we're going to do it he's going to be the guy that's going to do it fantastic wait do you see him he's got this high ceiling could go and play full time football in the championship hooked at half time <laughs> fucking <laughs> absolutely absolutely mortifying and you've been banging this drum since the, oh, the TV show got cut man. from the, t- the episode I was, I was on, livid man. actually yeah. uh, phoned the director to complain <laughs> I've never done that I've never done <laughs> that <laughs> never done that before but I thought no I need to I need to, to you need to put your foot down you need I, to draw a line in the sand I somewhere need to, I need CRP so I actually phoned him then uh, went round to his house um, which was several miles away from mine uh, and just uh, said Do you I'm not, not finished that again. I'm not, don't hang up on me again yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no waking up his three kids <laughs> but uh, the other one the, the left back was uh, Robbie McIntyre at Edinburgh City who's actually a model oh he is a model yeah. and his, oh. uh, and his looking and forward his to seeing him oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I have seen him actually yeah yeah so a lot Get him out to the artisan after. So, I mean, there's all a bigger pool to, to pick from, yeah. but uh, nevertheless. But quite a handsome season, you would say, for, for quite a lot of Scottish Premier. Considering what, what, uh, well, Craig, uh, Craig what women Craig would Gordon. think when they think of, uh, or what people would think of Scottish football players, you would think Stevie Charlie Fulham. Adam. Or Stevie <laughs> Fulham. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you're thinking. But, but actually, there's Craig, Craig Gordon and Dan, Dan McGregor did receive an awful lot of votes as well, just not as many to make the list. So Can yeah. we do uh, that? They're just, not making the list. That's, that's, right, a, that's just, a high just level. Very quickly, then, we do a, a, a handsome 11, then. Say just a. So Craig Gordon goals. Craig Gordon goals. Centre back uh, Johansson. Johansson McGregor. Mulgrew. Mulgrew. Oh, you got a back three. Back three. Yeah, yeah, back three. Mulgrew. Yeah, there we go. Mulgrew. 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 M
Dundee United wing back. Love Lewis Stevenson at left wing back. Yeah, yeah. Lewis Stevenson, there we go. Yeah. Right, uh, right wing back. Uh, Calvin Ramsey, no. Mm. James Tavernier? Nah, he's got, he his, like his, uh, he's got like his ears look a little because they're down too too low. That is a, that's no bad shout. Um, who else is in the bloody... Connor Randall, no. <laughs> Connor Randall, that's what you meant. Who plays Celtic? No, I'm just, I'm just looking through Nicky Devlin, no. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Yaranovic, nah. Nah, he's quite dweeby. Yeah. I mean, he was unlucky not for best signing. Jesus Christ, you know. Sean Rooney? No, no. he's a place Fleetwood Town now as well. Yeah. No, but for last year. Aye, aye, aye. He's dead, he's dead. dead. <laughs> so, Sarah Midfield, you've got Matt, Matt O'Reilly. Yeah, yeah, Matt O'Reilly, fine. Yeah. I'll accept it. Um. We've got who we got. Because I've kind of put you in the spot <laughs> here. Let's move on. Three. At least listen, we've got a good, we've got a goalkeeper and uh, half a back five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's listen. That's Joe, a good. Joe is pretty pretty handsome. Is he? Oh yeah, yeah. Joe, Joe. Peter Harris not good looking, yeah, man. Peter Harris yeah, relatively good looking. He, he really. looks. We want to have different types of. He uh, looks like a cabbage like, patch doll that's come to life. <laughs> what position does Soto play? Up front. That's how shite he is. I just could not think of what he does. He's up front with. I watched, him, I watched him in the St. Johnson uh, living game, uh, the, the one not that long ago. He's fucking rubbish. So we'll go a forward three then. I think we can all agree Soto, Jota, and Alfredo Morelos. <laughs> so. uh, Curtis Rain is super soft. <laughs> <laughs> Aye. Uh, We've done all right there. We've done all right there. We did, all right. Listen, we'll, we'll, we'll get our thing out. So maybe Rick, that we could. Richard Tate is the other wing back. Actually, yeah, ah, Richard Tate is nah, the right wing back. Nah, 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 People with shaved heads can be good looking, not me particularly, but in general. Uh, has his thin though? Uh, has he's, he's, he's not actually shaved, shaved his head yet. Paul uh, McGowan, get him in behind the striker, just to make everyone else, <laughs> make everyone else feel good. Just, <laughs> to, just to really make he's, it stand he's out. The cap, he's the captain of the team uh, who motivates everybody else. No, no he's the ball boy. <laughs> he, he's a kit man. <laughs> Puts everyone stuff sad as fuck. You know what they say though? I mean, I mean, people it's up and brilliant. down the countries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This has been philosophical, <laughs> ethical <laughs> debate. When's he just going to shave it off? Oh, when did he just come to the point that it's just like, it just looks I mean, ridiculous? I think he's a bit. I don't know, I don't know if he's, he doesn't strike me as a guy who's got that much of a sense. Even though he's meant to be sound, I heard, like, unless you're a policeman, of course. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um, where are we? I've I've just got, I've just got pictures Ian, of... Ian, sorry, Ian Harks? Oh, mm. I Harks, see? There we go. We've nearly done it. Can, really he play right, can he play right wing back? No, we're, we're keeping fucking... Richard Tate right wing back. Sorry. Well, Hawks in the midfield then. Hawks in midfield. We're struggling for a bit. We need one more midfielder. We've got. No, wait, have I got it? We've got O'Reilly and. Actually, we've got a front three and a back three. Yeah, yeah. we've got our team. Well, one of them is Manelos for a joke. Oh, yeah, of course. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> What do you mean for a joke? I can't look past Paul McGowan as a kit man and a handsome eleven, and then just sweeping up yeah. everyone's stuff at the end. Everyone just walks by rubbing his head. What, sorry, what about Melker Harburg for the other midfield? Oh, I Harburg's no oh, bad. No, no, that jawline. He's weird looking. Good looking little fella. Well, you've not thrown out many names, so come on. Listen, I, more he, league. He, he ran it. He more ran league. It. He's got a few more league. I didn't want to win the title of league. Ozzy, she was up. Ozzy, she was. Ozzy, she's a good looking boy. Well, yeah, I don't know who that is. Very, very deep. Oh, we should have some diversity in this team. We maybe swap one of the centre halves for um, Balligan. Oh, like stop being so woke. Just take a day off, Fowler. <laughs> Listen, we are Calvin Massey. 
Josh Ginelli's not a bad looking boy. Ah, Ginelli isn't bad looking actually. Let's get him in the front. Ah, he didn't know what to take. There you go. Josh Ginelli, Ginelli right wing back. Excellent. There we go. And there's our there's your well, your diversity quota. <laughs> <laughs> right, now we're doing the, the best looking women's team. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till someone's brave enough to put that together. And one of your Scotsman slides, you know, where you have to click every page and it's got a picture on it. We call Paps a PEP article. Yeah, maybe Paps, eh? Maybe edit that, I don't know. I'll leave that up to you. Just imagine you could do it. It's white men. We've got to have our fun at some point. The mask has to slip. We've had some laggers. We've been talking for nearly two hours. We're an endangered species. We're a forgotten species, a forbidden Species, don't hate us. Just watch Ricky Gervais's new star. Uh, oh, hate have you watched? Do you watch any of No, it? I don't know what I watch it. Such a But he was shite even back when he done like animals and that. He's just not. He's a stand-up who never cut his teeth. Anim- animals so is he all right. Crap, I, animals I saw is all right. Live at the playhouse. Was politics the first one? No, animals. An- animals is animals good. Politics is okay, and then they really, really dipped off. That was really, I watched ten minutes of Supernature. Just, just, just I, I, really you like a, you like a hate watch, don't you? That's, uh, that's but I I've tried. Yeah, just got to say didn't didn't laugh once. And even like even you can like you can find offensive comedy funny, funny yeah, like you can laugh I've at jokes laughed, yeah. that are, are, are but, but it's just, it's just, not, just not funny yeah, yeah exactly not funny. He's, not, he's not good he's still doing the same shtick since I'm I was wealthy. 17 I'm an atheist uh, yeah, still know? I mean that was like honestly, I, I tried to be for <laughs> funny yeah, it's, it's, like, it's just like you're not good at this man nah. <laughs> I'm not offended you're just crap yeah he's, he's just an innocent man we're just innocent <laughs> men <laughs> Taking an absolute non non sequitur to the. We're going to hacker the dog. <laughs> it's still a very funny clip. You watch it. I, f- I find yeah, that. I find yeah, that. Tell we're going to be doing the office. Uh, we're going to be recording. I don't know when they'll go out. We're going to be doing the office for the review to tell. But I can imagine there'll be a few. Maybe like we'll give ten minutes in every episode to because we'll be talking him up so much. Yeah. During it, we'll give ten minutes to every episode to remembering what he does now. I think that's you have to caveat that it's mm. like because uh, afterlife as well. It's not even just the stand up. That's shit. As well. So uh, even the writing's got shit. Yeah, it's like people who were big fans of Mein Kampf and then saw what Adolf Hitler went on to do next. It's like, listen, I really like Mein Kampf. I can't, I can't, I can't, I just can't go with that, that sort of stuff. No, you're absolutely, it's, I think it's, not to take the podcast down on the review for the tennis route, but it's difficult to sort of try and square that circle with someone who, for me, created... Uh, One of the greatest. Yeah, it's my top, top, time. my yeah. top three alongside The Simpsons, Sopranos, uh, but just TV shows as just well, like not shows. just comedy, not just yeah. sitcom. Yeah, because I mean, it's, there's so much heart there, and yeah. there's, it's, it's a beautiful show. I look forward to doing that. Yeah, there's a sneak peek of what Tony and I are going to be how discussing. We spend our this is how we will <laughs> be spending our summer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nevertheless, listen, we're going on to the the finally here, nearly two hours in. We are going into the the final award and and the, the biggest award. This is this is the biggest award at bunch. This is the MVP as Joe looks at his watch. This is the MVP, <laughs> the most valuable. Player award. So this is pound for pound who has been most important to their team over the course of the campaign. And the four nominees are Craig Gordon in Heart of Midlothian, Callum Hendry at St Johnson, Regan Charles Cook at Ross County, and Dylan Levitt at Dundee United. Joe Sked. Craig Gordon. It's got it's got to be Craig Gordon for me. I mean well, first of all, that's Joe. Hearts finished. <laughs> <laughs> Hearts finished 16 points clear in third place and they always say that a good goalkeeper wins you 15 points a season and Craig Gordon is better than a good goalkeeper. But even more than that, and I think it kind of, I think it speaks to... How many points were this that Johnson finished on? And I, th- <laughs> I think, um, 
I think it could have been. I don't know if, if Henry only showed up. Oh God. How many did they finish on anyway? 34. No, no, it was not enough. <laughs> Aye, 19. Um, but yeah, Gordon. So we all know about how, like, if you look back at the season, you can maybe say, right, take Gordon out of hearts and replace him with, like, a bog standard goalkeeper. Mm. I'd say bog standard. <laughs> There's, there's no bigger disparity in world football between a number one and a number replace, two. <laughs> replace Gordon with Matt Mason, for, for instance. And you can take away right. So you can say, okay, Please. Gordon won them this many points. You'd say Hearts might still finish third or, or still would have been up there finishing for Europe. So is that available? But I think you, you kind of have to take into account. And because he's a goalkeeper, it really stands out, I think, a bit more. Just how much having a player as good as that for a team earlier in the season breeds winning, breeds confidence... Like yeah. I, I go back to the, we can go back to the first game of the season, the, the Celtic game, the, the save he made at the end, the two saves he made at the end, the first one for Forrest, the second one from Starfield, I think maybe, um, that that one hearts the first game and really kind of launched their campaign. But even I remember the Livy game at uh, December when Hearts were really kind of starting to have their first struggle, the, the, and you thought maybe. Maybe the start of the season was just Hearts playing so well because they'd come up and they'd signed some new players and there was a lot of momentum behind them and you know maybe the rail was coming off because they'd lost the previous two away games. Going to Livy, Livy absolutely battered Hearts in that first half. Gordon made an outrageous like what we made for like four saves in the, the space of about ten seconds and the, the the final one for Jason Holt was just out of this world. And Hearts don't win that game if it's not for Craig Gordon. Hearts then win the second half and then. Instead of having a season where everybody's like, right, is it going off the rails? Does that that doubt leak to the players? Does yeah, a real confi- fork in the road. Does that confidence drop? Instead of that, Hearts win that game. Hearts pretty much for the rest of the campaign forward had third sewn up. And there's so many moments you can point to that throughout the season where God made huge saves in big games at big times. Hearts, Hearts probably don't go to the Scottish Cup. Yeah, just about say that goal. save from I'd, Ryan Porteous' I'd, header is just absolutely stunning. I'd, I'd, I think it's probably unjust Scuttered. on unjust on the rest. Retire. <laughs> Time, man. <laughs> 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 Years. He done it for you before he went away. Then he came back and like, just go away. He's a, he's a goalkeeper that's won Football Writers Player of the Award three Peter. times. Uh, I think it's, twice I think, for Hearts. I think it's unjust to say that he's the reason Hearts finished third. Because like, there's a lot of other good players in yeah. that Hearts team. He's the reason Hearts scushed third. Uh, yeah. uh, can't it. And, and there was no fear. There was never any anxiety or anything that came up. Hearts I, never asked any questions because of Craig Gordon. That's basically it. The, the, the question should be asked to Hearts because we conceded a lot of shots. Like uh, he's, yeah. he's, he's made the most saves in the league and you're thinking, for the team third in the league, that probably shouldn't be the case. I do wonder whether a lot of that was intentional. Because I let don't... people... Sh- ah, oh. whoa, <laughs> whoa, Craig Halkett, don't, don't defend. Don't defend. No, yeah, yeah, shoot. When they're going to shoot and jump out of the way. <laughs> no, but like, in terms of like... Get... Like the Matrix. Like, oh, shoot. <laughs> in terms of like giving up shots that have got less chance of going in because you know that oh, like, Gordon like behind shoot them. shoot from, from out yeah. outside the box and stuff. Like, yeah. cover cover this, cover this. Let them let them shoot from mm. anywhere beyond 20 yards or 18 yards or whatever. Or let them shoot from... Let them shoot for angles. Stuff like that kind of thing. What? Nearly, is it nearly bit you in the face with Conor Oren just pinged it in from the fucking oh, fucker. <laughs> is, is the fact that there's, he's, he's made so many outstanding saves that like folk go, oh, that's an incredible save. Mm. I watch it and then I watch it or watch it back and think, I just kind of expect Craig Gordon to make that save and he's 39 and he doesn't look he doesn't look like he's slowing down at any point. I mean, so, the, his ability to move quickly across his goal or save a shot, get up, move across the goal and react is just his reflex. Hearts made a video and put on social media recently of Gordon's saves throughout the season and they didn't include the save he made at Motherwell because, well, oh. for a reason, Hearts still lost the game anyway. 
But it was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so that yeah, didn't yeah. even make the, the two-minute two highlight. highlight. Two-minute highlight goalkeeping saves. Fucking jolly cunts. I, I think <laughs> on, on top of that as well, it's something we, we've perhaps touched on earlier, is like the lack of depth in good goalkeepers in Scotland for, yeah. for the national team. And I think that having a good goalkeeper... As, sorry, as good a goalkeeper as Craig Gordon, you really see that disparity between him and like, John McLaughlin and, 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 and so on. There's no one that can, can touch him. So that's the big worry there is, is that we don't no have anyone one coming through. There's no one coming through. The fact that Xander Clark's touted as, as a potential replacement. Harry, yeah. Harry Stone. <laughs> Gibson jo- Johnson. Joe just shook his head. Gibson Johnson fans' initial take a mile. <laughs> well, well, we spoke a lot about Craig Gordon. Is we've we've, we've talked about Charles Cook and Levitt already, but we should and talk then, about Calm Henry. And I think we can, because I think Ross Kelly would probably still stay up without Cook. I don't know. Actually, Maybe. that was the point because he was the one earlier in the season that really kind of dragged them up and got, the table. And, got, and, got them, and then they became a good team that they were, they were a decent team towards Again, the season, that season, even, even when he dropped off. Like you're saying with Gordon, the confidence yeah. that he, he carries it to give allows the team to breed their confidence and then move on. So maybe Levitt, definitely not. Uh, no, again, we talked not. about earlier. There's a there's a decent disparity when he plays and when he doesn't. But at the same time, Cam know, Andrew, still would have been involved. Cam, in that, yeah. Cam Andrew was absolutely the, the, brilliant. Sorry, not the glob, the blob of, of teams. Come to need another word. Um, Cam Andrew, mesh, was, mesh of teams. That right? Yeah, well, that's just a real word. Sludge, yeah. sludge, sludge of teams. They still probably would have been in amongst that somewhere. So I don't I don't know how much we can give Levitt for that. Yeah, and I think Zans. So Xander Clark kept Johnston competitive in the relegation battle and then Callum Hendry took them call it, Callum Hendry took them away from oh. Dundee well Dundee kind of took themselves away from it but <laughs> yeah. Cal- right. Callum Hendry it should be a sh- if it, we're giving it to Callum Hendry it should be a shared award between him and Mark McGee <laughs> <laughs> he was he, he was talismanic so John's great assignment <laughs> he was he was talismanic he's uh, a striker I really like I think he's got a lot going for him his goals were just just so he was he was a, the player they needed at that at that point in time, and also as well as I've, I've kind of, some people said this they, they, they punted them on load and then had to call them back. So some people said this on Twitter, like putting forward Martin Boyle's name for this because mm-hmm. without Martin Boyle, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. without Martin Boyle, Hibs might have went down. <laughs> I mean, with Martin Boyle, we humped the Europa League finalists. Yes, got yeah. their cup final through him. I mean, that's individually that, again. That's arguably the best individual performance of the the season. season his performance one. in the the League Cup semi final. But as as we could as we literally talked about this. 10 years ago when talking about Kevin Kyle for Hearts can you be the most valuable if you're not there for half a season mm. and you, you can't really because the value has to go in the t- course of the entire campaign and if you're not there so you, that have, just, you that, have no value that excludes Henry then that's what I was kind of no. thinking well I mean he wasn't going to win it anyway let's <laughs> <No. laughs> uh, uh, be honest it doesn't matter what I see either I mean uh, as well just setting out I mean surely there's, there's no argument against Craig Gordon winning this Tony no no of course not I mean the guy's been unbelievable and like you say I think Hearts still would have done well and they certainly still would have been up there but they might have had as I say they got asked no questions because Gordon never allowed it to happen so no team was ever able to so I asked them that question. I mean, like so Rangers last season, they were never really got asked any questions in the title. So they, they won every match, but who knows if Celtic are competent and they, they exert a bit of pressure at any point. Yeah. Then they have to, as in the hearts, because of Craig Gordon, just never had that happen. Went up to speak to Craig Gordon at the Scottish Football Writers Awards. Because oh, my Christ, I just see no. I bet you Craig Gordon, you just imagine seeing you come across him. Oh, Christ, here he comes. <laughs> and Joel just, like, like, uh, like Chief Wiggum. Chief Wiggum turning on the old Wiggum charm. <laughs> Joel Skeg, just strolling up to that speak to him. Just moving around his glass. Craig Gordon just screaming at Joel. Pervert. Pervert. 
I'm a pal wanting to speak to him because uh, Craig Gordon made his. Uh, well, you've got a plus one way to be uh, uh, like, my mate. That's my mate. I Murray, the Cowden Beef fan. Yeah, Cowden Beef. So he wanted to go speak to him because he was there for his debut when he was 17 when he was on loan at Cowden Beef and he was just asked, like, oh, can you remember? feel the spit going in Craig Gordon's ears. It's like being in a 4K cinema, you know, when the rain starts. I was I was overly too fussed about going up and going to speak to him. And then he goes, Murray goes to him and goes, oh, do you know him? Joe, sorry, Hart's most famous fan. Craig Orr just goes, no. I was like, I'm just chairman. I've spoke to you numerous times. Was he joking when he said that? Oh, my goodness. I suppose it'll be like you'd say. Can't win them all. You're a fairly unique looking person. I think that people. People how, did, how, did, how did you introduce him to a room of 450 people? I said, what did I say? He's got the, the body of a Greek god and the, the face of a human jelly baby. I've been endearing. I've been endearing. So I think we can all agree that even though he didn't recognise Joel Sked, Hart's his biggest fan, Hart's his most famous <laughs> fan, that Craig well, Gordon... Who is Hart's most famous fan? Ronnie Corbett. Well, not anymore. Oh, no, no, no. He, he's dead. He's dead. Uh, Ken Stock. <laughs> you, 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 and, you and Cameron? Ken, Ken Stock. Ken Stock. Stephen Hendry? Ken Stock's more famous than Stephen Hendry now, surely. I, I, no, I think you'd, more people would know who Stephen, Stephen Hendry is. Stephen so, Hendry's so, a 100%, 100%, yeah. Okay, one, of the best, one of the best ever. Uh, Ken uh, no, Stock's hey, just hey, a... Sorry, sorry, the answer is Alex Hammond. <laughs> Don't go planking with him. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And on that bombshell, <laughs> before we get ourselves an able talk, fucking hell, that was, uh, I tell you, what an absolutely fabulous way to spend two hours. I think the last time I did a, a face-to-face podcast, it would have been in here, it would have been Fowler and Sean, that would have been in January. Mm. That, that would have been that, that night, I'm actually a very good-looking woman on Bumble. It didn't go the, the way I perhaps wanted it to, but nevertheless, that's, that's my biding that's memory. Just, that's just an aside <laughs> I can look at a random woman on, on a channel. No, that's, uh, that's, that's my abiding memory for this. It wasn't how good fun it was to spend time with friends. That was good fun. That was that, that this was second best. However, just getting a chance to come and do these things face-to-face is just a fucking right. great way to, to wrap up what's been a pretty entertaining season in the Premiership, and it was great to get a chance to do it with the three of you. Yes. And a good year Thank for the you very much as well. Good year for the podcast. Yeah, yes, I think so. Yeah, there's been tons of good stuff going on and it, it continues to go to strength to strength. And the reason it continues to go to strength to strength is for every single person listening to it. Your support has been invaluable, both in terms of just sharing the content online, sharing it on social media, telling your pals about it, and everyone who has very kindly paid money towards the Patreon because there's, there's just tons of stuff and thank you there. to everybody who voted uh, for these awards. Of course, no. yeah. That must have taken a whole lot of two seconds to say the tweet. <laughs> but nevertheless, we wouldn't have been able to do it uh, with, without your help. So, absolutely fantastic. So, Craig Fowler, thank you very much for your time tonight. Thank you very much. Joel Sked, thank you for your time tonight. Thank you for your time tonight. And Tony Anson, thank you not just for your time, but for hosting the four of us here And tonight. a lovely it's Thai curry. Oh, amazing. Oh, I forgot to even mention that at the start of the show, that Tony and his lovely girlfriend, Mandy, made us a red Thai curry start anytime it was my pleasure have a great time that Excellent. was good fun and if, tomorrow if night with we'll a 12 inch plate <laughs> <laughs> put stuff in this Tony well, I didn't finish mine so I'm looking forward to eating the rest as soon as we're done and if there's a certain after dinner speaker he's listened to this and noting down what you said about a salmon for the <laughs> <laughs> providing too many <laughs>
Thank you very much. Take care and enjoy your football. Cheers. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.